I might be like half a second off, so you might have to... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I've never had any problems with that before. <laughs> Well, it's okay, Matt, because if if you don't know this, I'm your host, Diego Crespo, and you're here with me today to talk about Avatar The Way of Water. Yeah, they've definitely been waiting for our takes. They have been. That's why the world has been on pause. Not because of that snowstorm that took out half the country. No, not at all. Because they're waiting for this podcast to drop. Uh, let's, let's just get into it. Matt, did you like The Way of Water? <laughs> Um, I liked it more than the first one. Is that because the way of water connects all things um, before your birth and after your death? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I like the ocean. <laughs> the ocean's cool. Yeah, ocean, ocean, ocean's cool. Um, Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't, I, uh. Do you want me to just go into what my experience was, or do you want to say your fucking positivity shit first? I, I well, I, ha- I have like some historical notes and such like that, mm-hmm. and I have like a lot of stuff about the filmmaking. And yeah, if you follow me on Twitter, which you probably do if you're listening to this, then you'll know I loved it. Yeah, who could have uh, seen that coming? But I, it's kind of like a top three James Cameron for me right now. Yeah, and I did not expect that. I expected to like it a lot. I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, apologies to True Lies, which yeah. is forever the bottom James Cameron movie, I guess. Yeah, that's. A, I guess that's a debate. Do I like this more than True Lies? Because um, right now it is Avatar is the bottom James Cameron. That's for me. Absurd. Ignoring Piranha 2, the spawning. <laughs> okay, well, here, here. I used to rag on him for that, too. He, he worked on that for, like, two days, Yeah, that's the he? thing. That's why like... like, I don't even put it on the list. Like, he yeah. barely was involved in that thing. Yeah, although he did get a lot of the underwater photography of that, which is like, which, hey, this looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's the stuff <laughs> in the movie that's, like, good. But, yeah. we're, um, we were so low energy with that opening right there. I don't know why. I don't know. I, think it, I thought it was going pretty good. Okay. Um... Maybe I was just trying to recapture the feeling of watching the way of Boom. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, here, here. Let me, let me hit you with some fun facts. So, Avatar was not guaranteed to have a sequel. The studio was like, "Well, obviously we gotta." And James Cameron was like, "I don't know. I'm gonna go explore the ocean." And they were like, no, "What?" No, no. James Cameron was like, um, "Give me all the money, and I'll make a sequel." <laughs> That's what really happened. Like, let's. I not, mean, sure. James Cameron's a good businessman. Like, let's let's. He's like, hey, um, look, Titanic, most successful movie of all time. Can't really make a sequel to that. <laughs> like, <laughs> um. So, um, like, I kind of fucked myself because like, there's also those interviews where he's like, he didn't really make any money off Titanic because of like mm-hmm. you know Hollywood bullshit. And yeah. It's like I. I guess if I make the most successful movie of all time again, it's got to be something that's a little more open-ended. He does Avatar. Now you got 20th Century Fox being like, we got now we got our fucking Star Wars. Like we got our own franchise again. Like we got this James Cameron. We got to do sequels. It's the most successful thing ever. And he's like, okay, give me all the money and all the time. <laughs> 
and he literally just used like and they, what are they gonna say no yeah. <laughs> and they're like hey james we got some concerns about how long you're taking to make this movie he's like oh oh you do now um hey how much did uh avatar make at the box office oh oh, oh two billion dollars okay now sh- shut the fuck up i'm gonna take as long <laughs> as i want like hey james you like exploring the ocean i don't know if there's anything to do with the avatar sequel and then he's like hey um how much did avatar make <laughs> shut the fuck up like that, that's the, the if you want to know what happened between the release of avatar and the way of water it was someone going i don't know about this and then james cameron going shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> that's what really happened you know who else who might actually have to thank for James Cameron not getting replaced by other directors to do Avatar sequels immediately, because that could have happened, I'm sure. Does he not own it? Like, is it owned? He might own it, but, like, these studios are just, like, they don't they don't want to fuck up the relationship with him for sure, mm-hmm. right? Because I think he almost took the first Avatar to Universal at one point. Well, I The think... Fox guys were like, cut this hippie tree bullshit out of it, or, like, you know, we can't do it. And he was like, well, Universal's interested in this. Do you want to lose the next Titanic money? Yeah. But was there was also like I think there was a moment where like they were just gonna straight up unload it to a different studio like it was like oh really yeah I, I remember that being talked about at one point where like the the budget they were like we've put so much fucking money into the blue cat people movie <laughs> and like 3D they're like yeah it's interesting but there's no guarantee that's gonna be like this money maker and I think they were like look like almost in a Warner Brothers tax write off situation where it's like we can sell it at a loss and then we can write off the taxes and we'll break even on it. Like, I think that discussion happened at one point and then someone was like, it's fucking James Cameron. Like cooler ads prevailed. Now Mm -hmm. will Disney do the same depending how things play out. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Well, like uh, to the point of like, I'm fucking James Cameron. Hold up. He's gone on record on this press run, like victory lap. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it really Um, is. He's been on record being like, yeah, I don't know why they said the 2014 release date. I never said that. And I was just kind of like nodding my head in agreement. Like, uh-huh. I never planned for that. So that's on them. <laughs> I was like, all right, dude. <laughs> I, I have to that, I mean, that, that. is a um, shareholders meeting comment, you know? Yeah. Where it's like you have to tell your shareholders like, yes, we're going to make a sequel to the most successful movie of all time. Like, because mm-hmm. what do you, what are you supposed to say? Like, we don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's, again, it's like, it's Cameron kind of very, being very good at navigating uh, capitalist idiots. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it is, it is kind of wild the gap though. Like, which I think it's a thing of like, it, it was, people were like, they thought he had a sequel ready to go. And then it kind of turned out he didn't. And mm-hmm. he's just been like, like basically working in a lab developing shit <laughs> and making this movie. Um, Cause that's the one insane anecdote I kind of heard was, um, you know, Edie Falco's in this movie. Did you hear this anecdote? <laughs> I did, but yeah. go ahead and say it. Where, where Edie Falco was like, she shot the movie like six years ago or something. And she was like, yeah, it must have, like, she was talking with friends about it, and she was like, yeah, it must have bombed, I never heard anything about it. And they're like, no, it's not out yet. And she was like, what? <laughs> that was six years ago. So, which, when, when I heard that anecdote, I'm like, how much was this thing just shot? Like, how much of it, ha- like, uh, you know, like, I think it was a thing of it's, they've shot part up to 
part of four right now, right? Yes. We're going to circle back to why I think that is. Yeah. And then <laughs> then he fucking run out of money. Um, but uh, that's just wild to think about how much of this. Because when you watch it, too, there is some footage in this movie. It feels like it was shot closer to the release of Avatar than the release of The Way of Water. Do you know what I'm saying? Not really. There's, there feels like there's some shots that were shot a little closer to that. I don't know. You mean in terms of, like, the, the quality of, like, the VFX? No, not the quality of the VFX. It's just in the... I don't know that there's something about the language of the movie a little bit that feels mm. like it was made in a bubble almost, you know? Okay. Uh, for good and bad, I would say... I would say mostly good in terms of the visual filmmaking. Um, it doesn't feel like, it feels like it's a movie that's a sequel to a movie from, it feels like it was supposed to come out in 2012. You know what I'm saying? I agree with that. I'm not, and I'm not saying like, like that's not a negative, I guess, is what I'm saying. No, no. I mean, last time, even though you were negative on Avatar, you... And I definitely agreed that, you know, it comes in at the tail end of what I think many people consider now kind of like the height of Hollywood's blockbuster power, mm-hmm. right? Like the blockbusters of the 2000s and 2000, like early 2010s, like, or maybe just the 2000s, mm-hmm. like they looked like $300 million worth. Now you see $300 million movies and you're like, oh, we're still doing Ant-Man? Yeah. Uh, which God, is like depressing. What a fucking bummer to see both the Ant-Man and Guardians trailer before this. Oh, did you see the, the Guardians trailer before? Yeah. This, finally, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it looks good, but I also think it's like radically, just visually not up to par, which yeah. is shocking compared to Volume Two, which is at least. I mean, like it could always be like a like the effects aren't done or some shit. I don't fucking know, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but the the Ant-Man one specifically, that was a real like. That, that was a real kick to the groin moment. It's a, I was like, like, oof. It's one of those where, like, I might as well be watching nothing. <laughs> well, I think I compared it to, like, you know, you're, you're, you're watching Major League Baseball. Mm. And then they bring out the kid from, like, the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And it's like, good job, buddy. You tried. <laughs> and, um, and then they go away forever. Yeah, well, it's like they bring out the kid from the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And then you remember, wait a minute. That's not a kid from a Make-A-Wish Foundation. That's the mascot for one of the most powerful companies on Earth. With yeah. all the money at their disposal. And they just lied to us. Yeah, they just lied to us. And this is all they could do? Mm-hmm. And then you, get, then you sit through a movie and it was like, oh, this is what you can actually do with money. <laughs> yeah. Did you also see the Oppenheimer? I saw trailer. Oppenheimer, which looks great. Yeah, um, I mean, sandwiched between the Oppenheimer trailer and Avatar: The Way of Water, which no one will argue this movie doesn't look like just unbelievable. It looks like they shot it on an alien planet, you know. <laughs> and I was like, Ant Man's here too. It's like, oh, dude, apologies to Paul Rudd. Yeah. Not that he needs my sympathy. That's the only thing I watched. The richest that... actors in the planet. The only thing I got from that trailer was like, it is kind of nuts that Paul Rudd is now like an international superstar. Yeah. Like that is weird. <laughs> And, you know, this is the last thing because I, I have a note about this very idea too. Like, let's not just spend time criticizing reactions to criticism. You know, there's like, there's like this cyclical nature to hmm. like, well, I didn't like the way you criticized this movie or you praised this movie, so now I need to go in on that criticism. Like, 
At what point are we just defending or attacking opinions instead of talking about the art? But I, I will say that, like, don't people go to the Ant-Man movies because they're, like, cute little family adventure films? Like, not, like, you're, you're just doing, like, the other Marvel shit. Like, not that the other ones didn't obviously rub up against that, too, but they have their own, like, failings. Yeah. This one is just, it looks like, oh, we're just doing, like, Endgame, but with Ant-Man. Hmm. Which well, is, like, It's amazing, because here's the thing about superheroes. Every superhero is just a gimmick, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, what if robot suit? <laughs> <laughs> what if strong guy? What if could shrink, right? Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. That is, they're all just gimmicks, and it's amazing to watch how the gimmick becomes completely irrelevant over all of the franchises. You know? Yep. Like, it, has, it, it might as well be anything at this point. Like, it might as well be Loki in Ant-Man, right? Uh-huh. It has nothing, there's no, like, what? Like, what is it? <laughs> and... Uh, just like I don't know, it's like if yeah, Batman just I... started like flying around and like throwing people through buildings in <laughs> a Batman sequel or something. <laughs> it's like no, he doesn't. He has no bat qualities anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, yeah, it didn't look at you know, the. I saw John Wick uh, four. I saw that trailer too. Mm-hmm. And to me, those movies should be like the. Like the the baseline of what blockbuster movies should look like, you know? yeah. Well, they're doing them with like a quarter of the budgets of the Marvel. Yeah, movies exactly. Too. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like that's what we should be like. Okay, that's it. Looks good enough, right? Like mm-hmm. that should be good enough. And then the movie just kind of stands on all the other elements. Whereas, yeah, and then you yeah. get these fucking Ant Man movies that are just, ugh, I I don't know. Did they well, do anything with the size-changing stuff in Ant-Man past the first one? Uh, well, in, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, they shrink, I, and yeah. then they grow, and then they punch, and then that's kind of it. Yeah. like Which is, like, just so boring. Isn't that, like, don't you want to be like, oh, he's Ant-Man, and he's like, how do I get through this locked door? Oh, I can shrink and get through the lock. Like, isn't that the movie you're supposed to make? Yeah. I know that's I know you're sitting there going, that's not that interesting, and I'm like, you're right, <laughs> but <laughs> like that's what that's you're making an Ant Man movie. <laughs> can do so that. naturally naturally his third movie is like an inner space movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I gotta be honest, not the worst like baseline concept. Yeah, but it, didn't it, but <laughs> didn't inner space like they went like a human body in that, right? Yeah, they get, like, fucking weird it's, with it. It's Fantastic Voyage. Yeah, also watch Inner Space. Yeah. What if... All right. Joe Dante's Ant-Man. I know, yes. No, 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 no. Here's something. So, like, the the only positive of a shared universe like Marvel, right, mm-hmm. is that you can kind of bring in a really weird outlandish character, and it's not, like, that jarring, right? You know, like, you can kind of like, oh, they, they exist in the same universe because it's a shared universe. And you can kind of expect the audience to understand that that is, like, a rule, right? That, mm-hmm. oh, there's, like, gods and shit in this universe where there's also an Ant-Man, correct? 
Yes. So, like, there's, like, gods, you know? There's, like, Thor, right? He's a god, right? Mm-hmm. What if Thor got, like, sick with some weird disease and they don't know what to do? And Ant-Man's like, well, I'll shrink and I'll go in his body, Fantastic Voyage style, to save Thor's life. And, like, because he's a god, like, his body's really weird, right? Mm-hmm. There's a movie. <laughs> That's, like, a story you could tell. And it wouldn't be that jarring a setup, you know? Yeah. And you kind of have some fun with it. And so... Like, there's, there's a store. I feel like that's a very obvious route to take this. You follow me? I do. Instead of doing a space opera in a tiny universe? I don't know. They, they just, they're not allowed to get interesting. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I know why it doesn't happen. Yeah. No. I'm just saying, like, there's, there are, they could be making good movies. Mm-hmm. They really could. But... They choose not to actively. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, oh, Iron Man, he builds a new suit every movie. Like, that's the plots of your Iron Man movies. Like, there you go. Yeah. And instead, it's like, what if he what if he had a gulag and joined up with the government for some reason and then fought Captain America? And then they got a sh- and they, they recreate the cover of Civil War, whatever. But they also recreate the cover, which is iconic with the heroes scattered around them. From a bad story, mind you, but iconic nonetheless. Um, and instead, they just replicate it in a concrete basement. Yeah. That's like... That That was kind of the moment where I was like, oh, shit. You know, like, right about these. I honestly don't want to be like, you can't do an action scene with superheroes at an airport. Like, I don't want to... Like, like, like that feels a little too dismissive, you know? Mm-hmm. But also, why an airport? <laughs> Like, at the very least, like, do interesting shit with it. Because even when there's, like, okay, there's a bunch on the tarmac, a bunch in the in the actual airport, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like the most boring version of all those setups. Yeah. Like, the fights could have taken place anywhere. Also, is it... All right. It's also a movie about, like, do we regulate superheroes or not, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the that's allegedly what the movie's about on some level. Um, A fight in an airport feels like a good way to have, like... Oh no, there's civilians in the crossfire of these superheroes fighting. What do we do? Like, what if, like, Air France is like, we, we, we don't understand your emergency message. And we're going we're gonna to try and land on the tarmac where it looks like things are happening. And then it's like, oh no, we have to stop fighting for, like, half a second to save this plane. But, like, there's, like, a lot of tension, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like... The moment they save this plane, they're going to go right back to fighting. But, like, for this moment, they're like, all right, we got to drop what we're doing and save these people. Like, that's a thing you could do. You know, it would be fun. It would be. It would be, be fun. Uh, but how, how about when he took Captain America's shield? Spider-Man did it. Remember when that happened? I remember when that used to make me excited. Remember when he went to, uh, he just went to Peter's apartment and was like, hey, be on my side. Be on my side or I'll blackmail you. Yeah. Um, I'm... Which goes completely, like, uncritically recognized yeah. by the franchise. Yeah. He's he's mourning that this he, he killed this woman's son 
And then he recruits another child soldier. <laughs> it's almost like they weren't really thinking about these things. Hmm. <laughs> you know who is thinking about the dynamics of uh, adults and children? is James Cameron. Yeah. In all of his sequels, that's kind of his move. Yeah. Why do you think that is, Matt? Um, Because it's really easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, here's something. Is this the first one, though, where... Because a lot of the time you watch his movies, right? And there's mm -hmm. kind of a, like... By the end of the movie, a family unit is put together, right? Mm -hmm. Like Terminator 2, Aliens... I'm sure something else, <laughs> but no, it's it's those two. It's but, those two. But like that's this is the first one though where like the family is formed at the start, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you got True Lies in there, but True Lies is kind of about like a dysfunctional family and kind of how to how to make that unit work. And it turns out to make it work is to be honest with your wife after gaslighting her for two hours. <laughs> And kiss in front of a nuclear explosion. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> what uh, fucking insane. And have your best friend be Tom Arnold for some reason. What a fucking pairing. Yeah. It's just crazy to think that James Cameron has worked with Tom Arnold. Yeah, what was that like? Um, I mean, they haven't worked together again. I, yeah, there you go. Uh, but who knows? They were supposed to do a True Lies sequel. Yeah, but, <laughs> which but, is so funny. Yeah, which it was one of those, like, I think that was him trying to do another franchise film, and then 9-11 happened, and he's like, we're never doing that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's like, from the bottom of my heart, everyone, my bad. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's, this it, Way of Water is a little different, where it's like, it's very much family units that are already established by the start of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, a little different for him. It is. It's like we kind of get a window into maybe what his Alien 3 would have looked like. Yeah. Which would have... I never considered that. Um, which apparently would have been Aliens, but a little longer. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um, hey. Because he doesn't... No, he that... Actually, it's weird. He's only done uh, one other sequel before this. Like, to his own movie, which is interesting to think about. Yeah, like, he's just, uh, he doesn't just go out and try to make anything. Which, you know, he, he was able to kind of, like, capitalize off the success of Terminator and, like, pivot into that stuff. Which, you know, which is commendable. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people get caught up in the machine and, and it's like, oh, wow, what's the director of uh, Short Term 12 going to do with the rest of their career? And then you're like, oh... Oh. What did the director of Short Term Twelve do? I don't even, I don't know what joke you're making. Oh, he he made a couple other independent films. Uh, one with Michael B. Jordan that's actually pretty solid, and then uh, now he's doing Shang Chi and Shang Chi Two oh. and <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that movie. Um, Some people did. <laughs> yeah. Some people sure did. And um, he's also doing a Avengers Kang Dynasty. That'll be good. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, James Cameron also had some choice words about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he was like, all the characters, all the protagonists, the heroes, they just act like college students. Like, what do they care about? Mm -hmm. And that, like, broke people's brains because no one could take criticisms of those mm -hmm. movies. But it's like, I don't know. Even if I, like, love those movies, wouldn't you want them to be, like, sturdier? Yeah. Like, wouldn't you want the characters to be more defined? And, like, 
you want to feel what they want to protect and like fight against. Or would and... you want a diversity of characters in a shared universe? Yeah. With different like that that is why people like the comics, mm. you know? Yeah. Well, no, but to be fair, Mar- the Marvel comics also kind of keep all their characters in a state of arrested development. But I was just talking about this over Christmas too with a cousin. I was like, "Yeah, like I love Spider-Man. Everyone knows I love Spider-Man." I don't really get anything out of Spider-Man comics anymore mm. because he's in that state of arrested development. Yeah. You know who isn't? A fucking Eddie Brock Venom for some reason. <laughs> the fuck is that about? Well, Why is that the most interesting Spider-Man character? The only reason <laughs> that happens is because when Venom first showed up, he was basically not a character. Yeah. Like, when that So he's, happens, like, infinitely malleable. <laughs> yeah, and then the original guy leaves because he's like, I hate the fucking Marvel comic plantations. I'm going to start my own plantations and exploit artists and shit. Um, when that guy leaves and then basically it's like, well, now we have Venom. He makes a, sh- we make, he makes us a shit ton of money. Anytime we put him on the cover of something like someone figure out something to do with it. And then you just keep passing him to different writers with completely different takes. Yeah. And so it leads to a character that changes over time. And uh, instead, like, Spider-Man is one of those characters where, like, uh, didn't Dan, was Dan Slott, is he still writing? Uh, he is back to writing yeah, Spider-Man. Think of, like, it's not this year, next year. I yeah, believe. he, like, wrote him for, like, over a decade, right? Mm-hmm. And then he left, and then he came back, like... Like, that's... if that's not a sign of everything wrong with comics, and that's not even anything against him, Yeah. whatever, right? Like, I'm sure he wrote but... some fine stories, you know. He did, he's got, like, he's kind of the Robert Kirkman thing, mm. where it's like, man, he's got, like, this exciting start to this story, mm. or, like, this interesting potential, and then you realize the narrative engine is just kind of, like, the pitch, mm. and you're like, oh, you you shouldn't be on something that long, you know? <laughs> That's why, like, Oblivion Song is my favorite Robert Kirkman comic now. It's like 36 issues, you're in, you're out, versus, like, Invincible and The Walking Dead, where by the end you're like, man, you did you, you did not know where to take this. But it's also kind of why Jessica Jones ends up being, like, a really interesting Marvel character, you know? Because, mm. like, they kind of, like, you know, whatever, like, people, get, like, aren't giant fans of Brian Michael Bendis' writing, which I understand. But we do see her go from, like, she's different, like, we see her, like, the base with the whole arc of her life, at least for a while. I don't know what she's up to these days. Um, but, you know, she, like, gets pregnant at a certain point, like, mm-hmm. which, when does that happen in Marvel Comics? Yeah. Like, it's, and it's, and then you got something like Peter Parker where it's, like, he's still in a, like, I love MJ, but, like, what am I gonna do situation, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, they literally had to bring the devil in to undo that marriage just so shit would not change. And it's like, don't you want to see Spider-Man, like, become a father? But, you know? Yeah. And I guess it's that thing of, like, well, if we do that, we're eventually going to have to end Peter. Like, he's going to have to, like, stop being Spider-Man at some point. I'm like, that's totally fine. Yeah, it's, and like, it's like, they just can't handle that because of the brand or whatever. But it's like... Mm-hmm. Oh, the beauty of, like, stories and life is that it ends. Yeah. It's, like, finite, you know? You can't just do this forever. Otherwise, you're, like, fucking zombies. That's that's why the fucking CG Luke Skywalker is so disgusting, you know? Yeah. Also, Tarkin. I keep forgetting about Tarkin. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, exceptionally gross. And I like that movie. But Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. 
Just recast people just for recast. the very least. Or don't even have the character. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, try writing something original. Yeah. You know? It's yeah, not, come on. You're adults. Not, yeah. <laughs> Get a real job. <laughs> like, writing an avatar. Not specifically a sequel. I mean, like, your own avatar, your own Star Wars, yeah. whatever. Uh, you know, easier said than done. I get that, but hmm. my point stands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of of the family character dynamic stuff, um, I also like that this movie opens up with an attack on a train. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really fun and immediately sets up the stakes of like the, this family dynamic and how Jake Sully, I would argue, is like a great character now, <laughs> and I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Where he's like. You see the ramifications of his upbringing as a soldier, and he, like, he loves his family, but he doesn't know how to, like, express that besides, like, literally saying family fall in. It's like, hmm, I bet that's gonna cause some conflict with his children if he treats them like a squad unit mm. instead of his children, He's you know? He's engaging this time around than he was in the first movie. Um... Which it seems to be at the expense of Zoe Saldana a little bit. Uh, that is who, who thought, uh, an issue I have with the who movie. I felt she was very sidelined in this movie. Yeah, uh, Un- until the finale where she gets a lot of action. Yeah, stuff, she gets like but one I, like I, insane I, moment in the climax. In my opinion, a good in a good way. In my yeah, we'll, we'll get to that because I think most of our discussion will revolve around that climax. Frankly, <laughs> yeah, because uh, that's where everything. <laughs> Would you agree, like, everything kind of falls into place Well, there? all right. Do you want me to just explain? Like, can I just go into what it was like seeing this movie? Yeah, because like, yeah, we're, we're, we're hopping around a little bit. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so I go to this movie. Um, I, I I said, like, the only thing at this point that has made me skeptical of the... Like, cause I, actually, I was genuinely excited about this movie for a while. And then I rewatched Avatar. And I'm like, doesn't... You know what? I was right first time around. Not really a great movie. I still feel that way. Um, so that kind of like took some, you know, I was like, all right, I'm a little skeptical of Way of Water. Then some people started letting stuff out there about what the movie might be about, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was, I had a very strong, not so sure about that chief <laughs> reaction to some of this. And some people were giving takes on the movie that now having seen it were just frankly wrong. That's a whole other discussion. <laughs> Um, in a positive or negative way, or both? Um, both, frankly. Mm. Um, but but they're I didn't. Here's the thing: I didn't like their takes. Their takes were incorrect, but then the actual thing wasn't like anything to write home about. But that's a whole. I'll get. I'll get there. I'll get there. Okay. okay. Um. So I I like I said, I, I mentioned I saw this in New York City, um, which is the biggest IMAX screen on the East Coast to see this. So I'm literally in the best theater possible theoretically who knows maybe the operations are run very poorly i'm theoretically in the best theater to see this uh i I, i'm i'm all in on this fucking thing uh i i am very much not enjoying it for a huge chunk of time um I uh, there's a little you know like the I thought like the opening I thought was a little clunky because like it were it's like okay narration's back 
I was going like, to say, I forgot to bring this up, but I'll, the moment it happened, I was like, oh, wow, we're doing this. And I immediately just flashed back to our discussion, like, well, there's no way they're going to do it again. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, the only good thing about the narration in the first movie is that there's no reason to bring it back. And it's like, well, they did. <laughs> uh, this time there is no justification for it, but unless that's what they're saving for, like, movie seven or something. But, yeah, uh, yeah and the, it's it's not good <laughs> narration. Um and it's a lot of like, we see the birth of his son, and then Jake Sully's like, and then my son was born. <laughs> I'm like, I think I got that, Jake Sully. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, and then it's like, but then they came back, and it's like we visually see that. And I was like, yeah, I know what's happening. Like, yeah. So, but I'm like, okay, it's the start of the movie. It's been a decade. I can totally like, you can it's totally justified to do all this, right? I'm, like, giving it a pass, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, Train attack, very fun, very good. I'm like, okay, we're getting right into it, right on. We're getting right into this thing. They kind of, they actually, there's, like, a good, like, 10 minutes in here where it's, like, boom, humans are back, train attack, fucking uh, army guy's back, and now he's a Navi. Uh, Fucking, he's got a son he doesn't know about, like, like, there's there's all this stuff set up and it's like okay these are some like i'm like this is interesting right mm-hmm. and i'm like unless they do the obvious stuff with this all this setup unless they just go the obvious route for everything like it's gonna be really interesting and then it was mostly obvious for the next like hour and a half um nothing unpredictable happened for huge chunks of this movie uh and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, I guess this is what we're doing. And I'm not enjoying it. And um, I'm getting a little antsy, because I know I'm stuck here for three hours watching this thing. <laughs> and it's it's starting to, you know when it starts to feel long in a movie? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, good lord, just fucking, let's go. Let's have something happen here. Have something, you know? And nothing is happening. <laughs> and I'm watching it. And it's like, oh, so all of a sudden it's like a nagging wife now. I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, I'm like, okay, well, once we get, you know, it, it's set up. It's a three-hour movie. Like, whatever. A lot of setup happening here once we get to it. And I'm, and I'm also sitting there being like, this is all visually very spectacular right like no one can deny that yeah uh, there's did you th- see imax 3d i saw imax 3d um should i i guess i'll make one comment about high frame rate um which was you know that's the thing people are talking about uh which is it felt weird at times but like i don't mean weird as in bad you know it's just mm-hmm. so jarring and new like i don't have a strong take on it um i don't I don't totally understand the like what it brings to the table, you know. Uh, but it wasn't like it's not like this. Tra- it wasn't like uh, the Hobbit movies, which like I remember that making me feel physically ill when I watched it, you know. Yeah, if I could bring up a point about that real quick, and I'll let you get back to your thing. Mm-hmm. So you know, high frame rates. Like, why the fuck do we even bother? Uh, I know a lot of people. Like some people I saw it with were like. 24 frames per second, that's cinema to me. Mm. You know, like, that's just the way we watch movies. 
And uh, there's, there's, this person isn't generally close-minded about that experience, stuff like that, but it they, the high frame rate definitely threw them off. Mm. Uh, and I know it threw off a lot of people. To me, I think Avatar The Way of Water is the movie that kind of figured it out. Mm. I think you have to meet it on its own terms. Where, like, I love Gemini Man. There's, like, scenes where people are talking and it's high frame rate, mm. and I'm like, no. <laughs> no. But then Will Smith is chasing older Will Smith on a motorcycle, and I'm like, oh, yeah. That's the shit right there. And I think Avatar reserving it mostly for, like, the heavy action scenes and for the exact moment they go underwater Mm -hmm. was when I was like, oh, this feels different. I have not experienced this exact feeling watching a movie before. It didn't feel different, though. Really? You know what it felt like? If you say a video game, I'm ending No, no, I'm not not saying video game. Anyone says that is fucking wrong. That's just dead wrong. Well, I have to say, like, the reason they're saying that is because video games can operate between 60 to 120 frames per second in ways that movies just haven't quite gotten. And also, like, I just want to say, like, I hate that discussion around video games as well. And I I am a little worried that if high frame rate starts becoming more common, that we're going to start talking about that sort of shit with movies, you know, where people Mm -hmm. are like, well, more frames per second, that means better, which is like a lot of video game talk, you know? Mm-hmm. Isn't there a lot of stuff out there that says like the human eye can't even really see past sixty frames per second or whatever? Like there's a there's a ceiling on what our eyes can take in. Mm-hmm. So, but whatever, that's a whole other. Thing. But what it really felt like, honestly, and I, I don't I don't mean this as an insult, but it's just I've because I it was that thing of like I've had this feeling before, and it is on a lot of the like three D rides you do at Universal and Disney. Ah. Um, it really felt like that. Um, now, when usually when you do those, there's like an extra element where it's like your seat moves or you're in a moving car, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, something like the Transformers ride, which is like a moving vehicle. Uh, this uh, You're in a stationary theater, so it's interesting that it could kind of recreate that. And the other insane thing that I will give this movie tons of fucking credit for is that my brain was, like, confused whenever it was raining in the movie because I felt like I should be getting wet, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, my brain is like, it's raining. <laughs> and it's like, well, it's not, no. And I don't think I've ever had that in a movie theater before, you know? And again, when I've had that feeling on a ride, that ride usually has, like, a, like they usually throw some water on you when it's that happens, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I it actually happens to me. I don't think I've ever had that where I'm in a movie and it's, like, it's raining on the street and I feel like it is raining on me even though I know it's not. Did you have that? That was, like, a, that was really weird and jarring for me. Not, like, I didn't not, have the, is it raining feeling? Although I'm fucking blown away by them like mastering the skin tones and like the texture of the skin along with like the the dripping water on it like what the fuck um when they went underwater because i love like going to the beach and like the ocean and stuff like that that's when i was like fuck this feels like this feels like a summer movie like i want to hit the beach after this and then i walk outside and it's like 40 degrees <laughs> that took my that, that caught me off guard i had to kind of adjust myself after that you know so, so yeah, like, and I don't think I'm, I'm going to say anything bad about the special effects or frame rate or whatever, other than, like, occasionally it was a little jarring, but more just in a, like, this is new kind of way, and not in a, 
this is bad kind of way, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Which is a big difference between those two. And, again, I, and I'll see how it plays when I watch it at home later, whatever the fuck. But, um, so yeah, I'm watching it. Now, it gets to the part where they have to leave, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, I can't, I have to leave. The war will come here. They're going to come after me. And so they they leave. We get to, uh, uh, they go to the, they go to see the movie Moana. And, no, uh, <laughs> no. And uh, we're, we're, we're getting there. The Metcaina. Yeah, sure. I know the names now. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like it's offensive to learn these names. I'm sorry, but. I mean, maybe. Um, I don't know. Uh, and then it's like, okay, now you're you're water people. You got to learn our ways. And they start teaching them their ways. And then I'm like, this is the fucking first movie again. What the fuck? Like, I I was so angry. <laughs> and I'm like, and it's so fucking boring. And it's like, look at all the stuff we can do underwater. And I'm like, that's great. Fucking, this is boring to watch. And there's there's no cleverness to how they're introducing any plot element. Uh, there is every character... At this point, every character you meet, you know exactly where they're going. You're like, that guy's gonna be a problem, that girl's gonna fall in love, that kid's an idiot. Like, it's just, everything is obvious... The only somewhat interesting thing happening here is that we have Miles on his own uh, journey with his son, and it's kind of like a parallel to Jake Sully's journey in the first movie, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like a weird, like, negative, like, this is the this is what happens if you make all the negative choices in Mass Effect type story. That's exactly what it is. I just have to say, I, I think that element really nails home. Just like how, like I, I saw people saying, like this movie doesn't get very like reflective about like the criticisms of the original film, mm. and I I don't I think it probably could have gone harder, but like I think the very existence of Quaritch as as a Navi now as an Avatar and going through the same journey that Jake does is like is is kind of like it's a it's- perversion of like the natural state in this world right it's him trying to do that at the very least yeah i I, like it's not a good thing that this is happening mm -hmm. it's like okay that first time in that first movie this is the only time that can work ever in the history of this movie universe (laughs) you know it's like no no no. this is actually a bad thing that is occurring and i will say some of the like more satirical vibes of the first movie are completely gone here um this one's much more self-serious about itself and its world which i i didn't totally dig um but uh yeah i'm not enjoying it i i'm in the theater actively being like i'm not allowed to hate this movie like it's too much of a technical triumph that i can't come out of this movie and be like fuck this movie right that's the mm. vibe I'm sitting there with, but I'm kind of like, fuck this movie. <laughs> and I'm like thinking like, I want to leave. Like that's where I'm at by like the midpoint of this movie. I'm like, I don't, like this is really not enjoyable at all. And I kind of hate it. And I, I don't really care about what's happening on screen. 
I'm, I'm trying, I'm like debating myself where it's like, how hard am I being on this movie that's like unfair? I'm trying to, I'm given, I, I swear to God, I was trying to give this movie every benefit of the doubt possible. I swear to God. But then I also, this is maybe unfair, but I don't think it's totally unfair. The movie I thought about while watching this and while they're like, hey, take this, it'll help you breathe underwater longer. And hey, this is a thing. Do this with it. And like they just kind of say what everything is, and everyone's sitting in a circle talking. And it's only slightly more dynamic than the Phantom Menace. Boo. Um, I was I thought of Mad Max Fury Road watching this. Oh. And in not in a good way. Oh. And just in, in a how Mad Max Fury Road tells its story, and you start the movie not knowing what the fuck is going on, and by the end of the movie, you're like, witness, like, you fucking get everything by the end of it, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no scene where people just sit around in a circle and tell you what the fuck's happening. It's you just learn it by watching it, right? Mm-hmm. And there's, like, none of that here. There's none of that in The Way of Water for huge chunks of it. And I'm honestly, at this point, I'm like, because at this point, I'm seeing it a week later than everyone... It's already getting, like, fucking raves from most of you chuckleheads. And I'm like, am I just... Should I just stop watching movies? <laughs> like, clearly, like, something's wrong here. And, you know, at some point I have to just give in to the majority and just be like, okay, they're right, I'm wrong. But if that's the case, maybe I should just stop with movies. Maybe they just aren't for me anymore. <laughs> Um, this is the debate I'm having with myself watching this movie. If Bob Dylan once said the highest purpose of art is to inspire, and if that's true, the way of water is art in its lowest form. Because it's the opposite of inspire. And I'm just, like, watching this movie, fucking dreading it. I'm honestly sitting there thinking, like, when I get out of this theater, I'm going to text you and tell you to do this episode with someone else. <laughs> oh my god and not in a like not in a like fuck you way just in a like you want to have someone on here that like likes this movie <laughs> you you don't want because i'm like really rejecting it and i'm mm-hmm. i'm so antsy too my sister has to tell me to stop rocking back and forth in my seat like because i'm sitting there being like this fucking fucking movie and <laughs> i'm just not digging it at all um and then the whales show up in what feels like hour seven of this movie. <laughs> and once that first whale with the fucking fucked up flipper uh, shows up, and then the movie's just like, oh, they could talk to the whales. Like, it's just the thing that can happen. We didn't have a long, boring discussion about it. Unless they did, and my brain was just mush, and I missed it. But, uh, like, later they go, like, well, people have, like, deep bonds with these creatures. But I didn't know that, like, oh, no, the whales have a language. I did not expect that. And I will say, some people in my theater were not having it. Every time they subtitled the whale, they laughed. Some some people I've heard were were not taking kind of that. Um, And and we'll get to it. Suddenly I'm like, okay, I did not see the movie going here. And it's the first time in the movie I felt that way. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, 
I'm I'm a little I'm a little here for it. It's not great, but it's better. And then it's this is after the the dumbest scene in the movie where the guys obviously trick one of Jake Sully's sons. And mm-hmm. it's like I, like I saw this beat coming the moment they got there, right? Before they even said anything, I knew this moment was going to happen. And it just it was so like boring to watch it play out. And then he gets back and like everyone's yelling, they're being like, "What? What they tell you to do?" And then Jake Sully's kids like, "No, like they try to talk me out of it." I like he takes the fall for those guys, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I did not expect that either. <laughs> and then suddenly it's like, okay, now we're friends. And I'm like, oh, all right, okay. And it's like that wheel's an outcast. You can't talk to him. And I'm like, that's what we're doing here. <laughs> and so finally, and then I'm like, almost like it's it was like fucking I don't know, like suddenly like a splash of cold water in the face. Where I'm like, okay, I'm into this. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is really, but I'm enjoying this part of it. And the movie like sl- sl- very slowly ticked up in quality um, from that point on. And then once you get to like the last action scene, I I can just say I thoroughly enjoyed that. And that's when I was able to come out of this movie being like, eh, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ultimately my take. But it was weird to go from like kind of fucking hating everything about this movie <laughs> to by the end being like, eh, it's fine. I don't think I've had a turnaround that strong in a while. <laughs> Yeah. Or in that direction, honestly. I think most of the time I've been like at movies where I'm like, fuck yeah, this first half rules, and then they just totally fuck it up by the end. (laughs) Like, that seems that more often than a movie having a terrible first half, and then suddenly it gets good at the end. Um, I don't know if it gets good enough to make me go back and be like, okay, all of that's good now, (laughs) because I think all the (laughs) problems I still have are still there. But, uh... I came out of it going like, yeah, it was all right. Uh-huh. Yeah, because that last action scene is like an hour long. Yeah, that's part of it. That helps. Yeah, it, it's that last hour and is just like escalating action. doesn't really feel its length. I will say that as well. Whereas other sequences feel really long. Yeah, so I gave this just the full fucking five out the gate. Uh, I will say the one beat where I agree with you is when the kids are clearly tricking Lowak into like the beyond the reef area. Yeah, and I was like, all right, let's. Uh, even with the shark and stuff like that, I'm like, right, I'm 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 into it. But I was like, let's let's get to what the next part of this is because I didn't know what was gonna happen there. And then the whale showed up, and I was I was ecstatic because I was like, oh, because I I was like watching the trailers for this and shit, and I was like, oh, there's a big whale. And I had forgotten. I was like, oh, the whale's here. <laughs> and I and that was the stuff people kind of like leaked out. This is a movie about whales. Like that, like that's that was what I was hearing, right? Mm-hmm. And what I didn't realize people meant by that was that the whales were gonna be characters in the movie. <laughs> yeah. So which was kind of like so fucking weird. I was kind of into it. But um yeah, so when the whales showed up, I was like, okay, finally a whale. And, and then I was like, oh, he's talking. And yeah, it was. Just, I just think I think that whole what's the village called? What are the people the, the sea people called? They're called the Metkaina. Yeah, that. Um, I that whole chunk just clanged super hard for me. Just it was just like really obvious stuff of like, 
Ah, they're different than us. They won't learn our ways. And it's like, nah, they will. And it like that, like that whole chunk was just really boring. And then once they introduce, what are the, the creatures they ride underwater? Are they called something? Uh, the whales or like Not the, the, whales, the other fish? The, the, the other things. Oh, like the flying fish ones? Yeah. The, the skim wings. The skim wings. Okay. And once they introduce that, I was like, fuck you. <laughs> it was like it's just the sky ones in the water now <laughs> and i was like is this what we're are we really doing this i was just i was so annoyed and like that chunk is just super long and i didn't find like i i, I thought it looked really good i just didn't find it like engaging in any way you know mm-hmm. it's like what it felt like watching like a stranger's scuba dive video on youtube you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like I'm not like, I, like yeah, but this isn't that interesting, you know. And that, but then once the whale showed up, it kind of got all right. Um, See, I think I'd be more on board with that if we were still just following Jake Sully's perspective. <laughs> but him and Zoe Saldana take like such a back seat in the middle act of this movie mm-hmm. and unfortunately uh zoe saldanga also takes a back seat to the first act of this yeah, she movie takes a back seat to most of this movie until she tries to kill a child but yeah um, um yeah like if the third one also kind of puts her in a similar similar role i'll be like all right big jim what the fuck yeah like because i was just hyping up like she's my favorite character in the first movie yeah. she's she she's steals the movie from arguably me. the only character in the first movie yeah but she she does like when she like, she gets to play with that emotional material in this movie. Like, she's fucking killing it again. I'm like, yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. Where was that the rest of the time? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, if it if it was still focused on Jake solely learning the ways. Like, he, he's still fucking... He, he still gets more to do with the two parents, for sure. Mm-hmm. And we do see him struggle with writing, like, the new flying animals, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it... I was really shocked at how much of it was centered around the kids and how much I liked those dynamics. Cause I'll say this, I have no fucking idea where these characters go after this movie. Sure. Like, um, here's a big problem I had though. Oh, you hated them. No, no, I didn't hate them. You fucking hate children. No, I do hate children, but I didn't hate these guys. Okay. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know how to say this, but, um, I, I never could tell the sons apart. I don't, I don't know if that's a bad thing to say. <laughs> Did I lose you? Or are you there? No, no. I'm trying to think of how to phrase it, too. <laughs> yeah, like, they're not real, so I guess I can say it. But, uh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, the whole movie, I was like, which one's which? They, they looked a little too similar. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought they, they so, looked different. Um, like, they clearly had to find characters, but, like, at a certain point, I was like... I had to be like, okay, is which one's this? And like, and like that happened until the end of the movie. Oh, like, and so I was kind of glad the one died. So I'm like, okay, well now I won't make that mistake. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, I didn't realize they would kill a kid. Yeah, (laughs) that caught me really off guard. Another positive uh, of the movie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, because I think it's a great beat and. I did not expect to get uh, emotional at the end, like just just consistently after that happened. Yeah. That didn't that didn't happen for me. 
But okay. um, I did, you know, I was kind of like, yeah, it's sad his kid died, but I wasn't like that upset. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, mainly because uh, there is a, there was another moment. I, I might, I might want to save it, but there's a moment in between when I kind of started getting into the movie and the action at the end that kind of was, I also felt was like, like I was really like, fuck this. Like, I hate this. And then when I realized it was that setup was just so everything could get violent at the end, then I was like, Oh, okay. I guess I'm fine with it. (laughs) It kind of made me feel a little different about the emotional strengths of this movie, but we'll get there. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I didn't. Yeah, the kids were all right. Um, it was just I again they like it because they are such of the focus, and they are. Just, I don't know. It was just like they. It felt like it still felt like we were hitting the beats of the first movie, even though Jake Sully wasn't. His kids were, and that's like it. Just it. I felt it really clanged. I don't think this movie needed to be three hours. I'm just gonna say that. Okay, well, I do. I didn't. So I didn't wrong. get any epic feeling from it. Um, in fact, I would argue you could probably edit Avatar One into Avatar: The Way of Water, make one movie, and make it under three hours. Um, mm, no, I think you. To- but... I think you totally could, and it would be better. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it it all clearly worked enough that by the end it, it was like okay this is fine um but still i don't think i'm ever gonna watch this movie again uh or at least not most of it <laughs> um but uh here's my recommendation to you put it on in the background for the first hour and a half and then like just while you're doing other stuff and then when the whales show up then you can kind of like tune back in. Well part of me is just like maybe I should just like sneak into this movie for like the last hour and watch it, you know? Mm-hmm. And just be like, okay, there's the good hour. Now let's just find the moments before that that like are totally necessary, which I'm assuming <laughs> amount to about 5 minutes of film. <laughs> no. I'm fucking with you, but uh <laughs> you know, and then I'll be like, okay, and now we got a 90 minute movie. <laughs> No, but. no. I really have to commend the the character stuff because that all the character stuff really worked for me mm. this time. Yeah. Whereas the first one, I'm like, yeah, it's sturdy enough. Like, I'm I'm not in it I for was, that. Really, I, I'll give it this. Jake Sully is actually interesting in this one, where like he's not at all in the first movie. Um, yeah, like I actually, and Sam Worthington gave a good performance. It's but, his best performance by like miles. Well, and there's not a lot. That, to compare it to, no well, there's sabotage and <laughs> yeah. Avatar. Yeah, so like, no offense, Sam Worthington. It's just this. One... Yeah, no, he's really good in this one. I was I was taken aback by that too. And there's a he has a like a Mister Incredible moment early on, mm. where Natiri's telling him like you're very hard on them because they're trying to live up to you and they don't need that basically. Mm. And then he he turns away from the kids from looking at them, and like his eyes well up and he's like. I thought we lost them. Mm-hmm. And it was like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> it was so good. I was like, why do I care about Jake Sully's feelings? Yeah. This is a new experience. That's There you go. The high frame rate, new experience. <laughs> Caring about Jake Sully, new experience. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Never would have thought that would happen. 
Nope. I mean, I do get to the end of the movie, and I'm like, yeah, Jake Sully. I feel bad for you, man. That's, that shit was fucked up. Yeah, um, there was uh, some other friends I didn't watch it with liked it, but they, they were like, you know, they didn't really grieve over their kid that much. And I was like, I I think they did. They just, yeah, it, they're both warriors, and that's all they know how to, like, express in the moment. That's all they're allowed to express in the moment, you know? And I also think that fucked up the family unit. Like, yeah. I, I kind of get the feeling that the family might not come back from this. I think another thing might have fucked up the family unit a little more than that. But... Oh, oh, I have I have a theory, yeah. Um, but also, I, that's, I think that's a dead wrong take. I think there's a lot... I think the movie really does kind of slow down and be like, hey, this kid died and it's bad. Like, it's more than I can think of in any recent movies, you know? Like, blockbuster mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. And Well, one of the other points that uh, I brought up about James Cameron's, like, criticism of, like, I'm not going to keep referring to that one franchise, but, like, just general pop blockbuster stuff is that, like, the characters are really not the forefront. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to talk up Avatar's franchise like spectacle and stuff like that because i i would argue constantly that it is at the extent of character and the experience of watching a movie which is just as important as the writing in my opinion Mm -hmm. which is maybe why the first one doesn't work so well for you (laughs) um but he also goes to mention that like he wanted to really test uh jake and the like as parents and like they can't just leap into battle anymore yeah and when they do that's wrong and also, when you run away from your problems, that's so wrong. And that's going to have ramifications, too. Yeah. And, you know, like, he's not, like, a a mind-blowing, like, screenwriter. He's not trying to be David Lynch, but I think he's got, like, sturdy enough ideas and screenplays, James Cameron, I'm speaking of. Yeah. Where, like, he does push these, like, basic ideas to, I don't to, know, like, Diego. What films limits. in his filmography do you have to point to to back up this theory? Oh, you know. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is his strength, you know? Yeah. Like, he is good. It's just weird that I think Avatar and The Way of Water are two of the weaker examples. Um, I just, I think, I, this movie's just a little bloated, honestly. And, like, that little bloat goes a long way, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he takes a lot of similar cheap options um, in terms of a storytelling that hurt it. Um, but we'll get more into that. Let's go back to the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Pandora. Uh, we're, it's we're, the same opening shot. Yeah. Uh, my, a buddy of mine referenced it as like, oh, this is their Star Wars crawl. And I was like, what do you mean? It's the, the forest and the narration. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I guess. <laughs> I hope not, but I guess. All right, all right. Herzog is still alive. Get him for one of these movies. (laughs) Have him do the opening narration. (laughs) This would be like overwhelming and collective murder. Um, But, yeah, it's... I I think we can skip because, like, we see kind of, like, the happy times is like, but happy times don't last forever. And it's like, no shit, motherfucker. Oh, and we're introduced to the, the one human child left behind yeah. on Pandora. Oh, uh, Spider. Spider. People have opinions about that character. Uh, I like Spider. I like Spider, too, yeah. but they're like, oh, it's just an excuse to put a white kid in dreads. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little funny. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's where I'd go with that take. Um, as someone who definitely does have hangups about these movies... <laughs> uh, but you know, Spider, 
Spider actually remains consistently interesting because they're he's the one where you feel like he's gonna end up kind of being with Colonel Miles, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't really go that way, you know, like which I was glad yeah. about. It's constantly threatening to, and I'm glad they didn't. Now there's a door opened at the end of this movie that mm-hmm. kind of hints that maybe that'll become a conflict later, and I'm kind of okay with that. But I again, I'll have to see it in execution. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, we get Spider, which uh, I don't need to know. But like, what, what, like, so. Colonel, whatever, knocked someone up, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, Colonel Army. Yeah. Um, no, I like Courage in this. Um, Actually, yeah, but... he is He is interesting. Um, he's, he's more interesting here than he was in the first movie. Uh, yeah. But, uh, so, like, he knocked someone up, right? Like, we don't, there's no details I'm missing um, as to, like, what really happened there, right? Yeah, I guess there's like a comic backstory that James Cameron wrote for the the character or the the actor who played Spider, and then someone convinced him just to like make it a comic, and he was like, "Well, you guys can take care of that. I I don't care." Yeah. <laughs> so, um, do we never get any comment about his mother? Uh, in the in the comic, I guess I had this explained to me. I didn't read it. Mm-hmm. I'm not that big of an Avatar. Nerd but this now. is but none of this is um, in the movie. I just none of this is in the okay. movie. But I guess she was part. Of like the attack force in the first film, and she dies in the the finale. Okay. Yeah, that's all I know. Okay. Um. Sure. Why not? Uh. So yeah, we get Spider. We get the rocket ship come down, and we get to see the horrible rocket burn everything. Burninating Pandora. <laughs> um, and. But it's also an interesting reversal of the ending of the first film. You know, it's like Awa heard her calls, whatever, and all the animals and. Plant life, save the day. And here it's like, yeah, we're going to open with a complete rejection of that. Yeah. Could have not had the narration over it, though. I actually agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I as a, That was the first thing I talked about when we were talking about, like, criticisms, uh, like, at In-N-Out after, or wherever the fuck I went to go eat after, I don't remember. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I kind of feel like the narration might have been, like, a, a Disney note, maybe, this time. Mm-hmm. Because I, I kind of got what was happening. <laughs> I, I could say that, but it does feel like... Like I said, this movie does feel like it was kind of made in a bubble. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. really feel like any notes were given. <laughs> yeah. Which are... I, I would honestly say are mostly positive, even though I have huge hang-ups about the movie. Because I don't think there's anything a studio could say to make this better. <laughs> yeah. uh, apparently, James Cameron got four pages of notes. I don't think he took any of them. Mm-hmm. But he got four pages of notes for this one. One page of notes for the third one. And the only note he got for the script on four was "Holy fuck," which is very funny. Well, okay, I don't know what any of that means. Yeah, I mean that could be good or bad. Yeah. But... Uh, James Cameron appears in the movie as James Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, hey, it turns no, out he, I'm he is Awa. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, we get the train attack at a certain point. That's good. Um. Trying to think of the other major moments. All right, uh, Colonel whatever shows up. Like he's he's a Navi now, which like I kind of knew that happened, but like I didn't know the circumstances. So I kind of liked how that. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, and again, it's like a dark reversal of Jake Sully, you know. Mm-hmm. And 
it is a like oh he's become the thing he hates and it's like that'll make that'll be interesting to watch play out and they didn't do a ton with it but i can tell it's going places (laughs) uh and then we get um edie falco who i love in things and she kind of felt out of place here um she's kind of just doing military person right Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's like they got a way too overqualified actress to play that character because she doesn't end up mattering at all in this movie. Like again, because because of the way like he's been filming these multiple movies, I assume she's going to be a bigger part of the sequels. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where she's going to shine. But I didn't I didn't care for her at all. Um, and they they've set up like a base. Like there's a whole base now, right? Yeah, and. And then she's like, hey, um, planet Earth is dying. We got to get Pandora ready for colonization. Like, that's what we're going to do to save the human race. And I'm like, okay, that's a really good conflict for this movie to have. And then that never comes up again. Um, But (laughs) the movie becomes about whales later. Um, what What did you think about that? I... I fucking hate giving this movie a little leeway. This is the one thing I hate. I have to give it a little leeway to be like, well, they're clearly doing that for the next one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I didn't like this movie as much as I did, I would not give it that pass. Yeah. You know? Um, so maybe I'm just full of shit. I don't know. But I was I was fine with it. Like, okay, this is, this is how you do the sequels. Because, you know, part of, like, my... Uh, my own reclamation of Avatar is like, okay, I'm excited to see what he does because I have no idea what you even do for sequels to that movie. Mm. And it's like, okay, I guess that's the conflict for the rest of the movies, you know, not so much for this yeah. individual sequel. But, but it does a, have to set up, like, the conflict for three, four, and five. It's now, such so. a weird revelation, though, that to bring up that, like, I feel like they should have just saved it for the next movie because we really don't need to know it. Like, Maybe. Like, we... But, we we just need to know like hey we're here we're setting up a base jake sully's a problem we gotta take him out like that's it and then especially since it's gonna be about whaling later like shouldn't she maybe shouldn't she have brought up something about the whales earlier maybe but they're like uh, maybe that's it yeah because then we find out later that oh they're harvesting like the whale like brainstem juice or whatever. Well, it's also like, like, you know, it's like they're not here for unobtainium anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're here for the whale juice. And she could be like, that's the only thing keeping this operation funded. Like that's how we're paying for all this. Like, but they never really bring it up. Mm -hmm. The whales are like a completely incidental element compared to that. So I don't know. I just like that, that whole chunk of it. And then it just made me look at the movie a different way where it's like, Okay, so that's a it's a really big element to drop in your movie to be like Planet Earth, it's fucked. Like there's clear like, and again, like I'm going by Edie Falco's word on this. Like mm-hmm. she could be wrong. Maybe that's one of those things where it's like Earth would be fine if we stopped burning fossil fuels and if rich people stopped being rich for five minutes. And like maybe Earth is like now nah, we'd rather just kill the planet. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but she but she says, okay, Earth's fucked. We got to get Pandora ready. So then I'm like, okay, so 
that's at least a better justification than unobtainium, you know? Like, it's it's like, okay, so maybe all these soldiers are here because the only way you're going to get your family off Earth is by joining the military and helping them colonize a planet, right? Mm-hmm. And who knows what propaganda Earth's been getting about the Navi? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. We, we could be seeing some horribly offensive shit on fucking planet Earth that's just getting us ready to be like, yeah, actually, killing all the Navi is fine and good, actually. Um, we got one Navi on Earth, and he goes on TV and says, actually, Navi deserve to be killed. You know, like, <laughs> I don't fucking know. The Candace Owens of the Navi. Yeah, 100% that. <laughs> like, and you know what? The good twist there would be, like, actually, they're a human that was turned into a Navi. Because they, oh. they wouldn't know. Like... Mm-hmm. Or what, what the fuck does Earth know? And, when, like, the first one we set up, there is a, like, seven-year gap between travel, right? Six years. Six years, okay. Mm-hmm. So, that's, you know, I get that. That explains a lot of things. Um, I have a note about that for later. So, uh, yeah. And so, I don't know. It's, it's one of those. And then I was kind of worried, again, because I had heard it was about whales. I was a little worried that here were the three things I was worried the movie would be. I guess one of them I'm not worried about. But here's the three things I thought the movie could be. <laughs> one, I thought it could be like, don't be mean to whales. Like Free Willy style, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and some people have compared this to Free Willy. I'm about to compare it to Free Willy. But, okay. But just a like comically evil humans and good and pure whales. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, it could be that. The second option, what I was expecting, honestly, just from what I had heard described, was that that this was going to kind of be like an eco-eugenics type movie that is like, actually, human beings deserve to die and whales should live because that's a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that sounds like not a movie I want to see. <laughs> and some people were describing the movie as that, and I was like... I don't want to see an anti-life like movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And people are saying, no, that's what this movie is. And I'm like, I don't I don't want to see that. And the third, I'm like, well, there is a you there is a way to do a story about killing whales that threads that needle like really carefully, and you could actually make an interesting discussion about the balance between progress and, you know, the environment. And how, like, oh, hurting the environment ultimately is hurting ourselves. And how there's got to be a balance everywhere. And that under capitalism, there's always going to be an imbalance. Because capitalism doesn't know how to function with balances, you know? It's not the self-regulating thing that idiots convince themselves it is. When it comes to an environment, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. sure, it's regulating when it comes to selling fucking PlayStations and shit. It's not when it's resources, (laughs) And I'm like, I guess that the movie, if the movie's that, it's going to be really interesting. And then it wasn't that, and it was more the Free Willy thing. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. But then, like, just the, the that element of, like, well, the Earth's fucked. I don't know. It hung over the whole movie for me, right? Because mm-hmm. then it's like, I don't know what, like, I don't know what the human perspective, like, unobtainium is just, like, a resource. Like, it's an it's oil, right? Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, I know what oil is. <laughs> like, yes, we should oil. It's not worth killing people just to get oil, you know? Like, that's bad. 
It's don't do it. I get that metaphor very easily. Suddenly it's like the human human extinction is at risk. Like there's a debate to happen there, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, and like, it doesn't happen. You're in, in you're in some like Star Trek Prime Directive shit, right? Yeah. Whereas like, is it worth damaging the planet Pandora to save the human race, or should the human race accept its extinction? That's like a really interesting existential question to ask. And the movie's not about any of that. <laughs> um and again, it's like it makes me like, what are all these soldiers thinking? Like they all the guy we see, the gang we see with the captain military dude, um, are all just kind of general assholes so no they're the same people from the first movie i know there's the character wise they brought back every douchey looking actor yeah for those roles it was like they only were just like so funny yeah and i'm just like is anyone here for like a like is anyone here conflicted (laughs) like i don't know i am so i am so glad you brought this up because i think why quaritch is such a fucking interesting character now is that like that's not him those are his memories uploaded into a body yeah. so it, it is him but it is not him that body has only existed for 6 years 10 years maybe and it wasn't even conscious for any of that yeah. until the very moment it was woken up for this movie so it's like there's all this interesting shit you can talk about in sequels where it's like can that person actively choose to not be Miles Quaritch, you know, or are they just like, are they too ingrained with the memories of this person to only like be a soldier and like go out and receive orders and try to kill Jake Sully, you know, like I, I think that's so fucking fascinating. Yeah, it's clearly where they want to take it. And Quaritch is such a guy where like, he is such a like order military guy, right? It's military mentality, like to the bone, you know. Mm-hmm. Like even as why we're like, we've been brought back from hell to finish our job, like, which <laughs> I actually really liked. Like, well, uh, people talk about like again the like oh cultural impact, or whatever. When his his line and as they're looking out the window of that spaceship, where he's like, "You are not in Kansas anymore." My first theater got applause and like laughter. Because it was like everyone knows that line, you know, not not just from fucking Wizard of Oz. I know, yeah, yeah, but like yeah, yes. when, when he says the Pandora part, everyone's yeah. like, "Woo!" You know, and you know what? I got a chuckle when he was like, "Why so blue?" I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> "It's so stupid." Oh, oh. He does. He's got jokes this time. Yeah, he's a funny guy. But like, no, but he's such a guy where like he you can even tell like when he's talking to the kid, he's like, "I'm not really your father." Um, his memories in this body. Like, he likes that sort of segmented mentality, you know? Mm-hmm. He's like, he's the opposite of Silly, where Silly eventually learned, like, no, I am connected to this body. Like, this body isn't just a, 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 a resource, essentially. It's not just a tool to be used. The mind-body, there's a mind-body connection. And beyond that, there is a mind-planet connection, you know? It's mm-hmm. very literal, in these movies, but it's it's a true thing to life itself, right? Yeah, like, humanity is a super organism that's an extension of this planet, which generated life at some point. You know, mm-hmm. we can't like lay down and talk to the planet, but we are connected to it, and it's foolish to think we aren't. And it's that, that to me, that's a very conservative mentality of the there's a there's hierarchies and separations, you know, mm-hmm. which I don't think. 
are real. So it makes sense that Stephen Lang's character is so much like he is locked into this. Like I'm just memories in a body that aren't re- like that's how he views things. And I'm hoping that over the course of the next few movies, we see that change in him. Or he, and I don't, he doesn't even have to become like a good guy or something. Just I want to see that conflict in him more because it could be a good microcosm for all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it could it could also be something where because we. I don't know if you know this, Diego, but we currently don't know if aliens exist. So, like, if they did, we like, there's no real world analogous version of like, how does Earth life relate to an alien life, right? Like, mm-hmm. there is no like, are they truly segmented or are they also connected in some way? And that could be some really interesting stuff to explore going forward. Like, maybe there should be some sort of balance. Maybe the Navi could be like, okay, like humans can live here, but you're going to have to fucking follow the rules, fuckers, or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that could, you know, or is it just impossible to keep that balance? Is there something about humanity bringing itself here that is inherently bad? That if we don't sort our shit out on Earth and just move here, we're just going to poison yet another world, you know? That's all really interesting. Not what the movie's about. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very interesting and it was hard for me to shake for most of it um again just because i'm like like it puts the military in a whole different light um in the movie just because like you know we we know we understand the military is mostly made up of fucking poor high school students right mm-hmm. like and and like hey there are some fucking monsters in the military no, no, too but 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 you're right. I mean, that's how they manipulate people into like getting involved, yeah. and organized in in this regime, basically. I mean, I know some people who are currently in the military who are kind of like they're kind of coming to terms with the fact that like, oh, the military straight up took advantage of the fact that I was broke and from a broken family, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, okay. And uh, uh, James Cameron didn't. It's weird to drop that like a bomb like this and then just not do anything with it. You know? Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, maybe you have a point about it, maybe not needing to be in this movie. Like, he could have brought that up in the third one, and that's where that well, conflict especially is, when like, addressed. So much of the movie is just Stephen Lang's team versus Sam Worthington's team, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that it isn't. That's what I was going to say. Like, I think that's why, that's the reason for that. Mm. You know, it's it's a much smaller scale film. Yeah, but it, it should have just kept it that, right? Mm-hmm. They like they they just should have been that like whatever because it it just it's a it's a big thing to throw out there frankly, uh, and I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, because the the climax there's like some soldiers and stuff like that for sure, mm-hmm. but I think that's kind of why they do the whale hunting thing too because it's like well obviously you want these fuckers to die. Yeah, horribly. the whale hunters like, are obviously <laughs> evil. Like they yeah. are, except for Jemaine Clements. Yeah, who. Is is in this as well? Who is somewhat conflicted? Yeah. Um, well, he has that great line where he's like, "That's why I drink." Yeah. Which, yeah. It's like I guess that's the most insight we'll get now. Yeah. That feels like another wow, you're character. Now that's the like... most dynamic human character in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, hey, Norm Spellman, my boy. I thought you were about back. to say Norm Macdonald. But... <laughs> no, no, we already we already talked about yeah. him being hey, in the first hey, one. Hey. Uh, don't these whales, like, have families? <laughs> uh, 
No, no, it's cool. We only kill one at a time. Oh, right, okay. Hey, hey, hey. Seems like a lot of damage just to get a little bit of stuff out of the brain. It's like, is there no way to, like, synthesize this stuff? It's like, I don't know. It's cheaper to do this. Ah, it's cheaper. Cheaper. All right. Hey. I don't know. I'm not going to do that for 10 more minutes, but. No, no. I don't. Aren't, aren't the Navi connected to these creatures spiritually and organically? Yeah. Feels like there's like a connection between them, you know. Like uh, they seem to be talking. Like these wolves talk. They seem to be talking. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but like it it stops aging. Oh, it stops aging. It stops aging. All right. Hey, what what the hell does that mean? <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, well, that's another big thing that they throw out there, and it's like, hmm, we're, I wonder what that's yeah gonna mean. We're gonna see a character who's like ten years old. But they're actually like a hundred or something like that. Yeah. Well, they are. <laughs> that's what that tells me. <laughs> He's gonna that, kill another also, kid. <laughs> all right. Here's where I think the movie went a little cheap with its messaging. All right. Mm-hmm. So, all right. For, so we get the thing. It's like we get this like insanely long sequence of them just killing this whale, which I just hated that sequence because it felt so like felt like dumb. <laughs> like it was just like. It felt it was one of those like cheap and easy things, you know, mm. like, <laughs> like well, all right. Before that, no, before that, we get the scene where it's like, oh, all the whales are back and everyone goes to talk to him. Right. Mm-hmm. And Kate Winslet's like, hey, I'm pregnant. Oh, your baby's looking great. And the whale's like, yep, I love my baby. <laughs> it's great to see you, too. I can't wait to see you again. And then the whale's like, also, I'm two days from retirement. <laughs> and the whale's like, and and I got this big trip planned. I was planning this trip. We're gonna go on a big, the, the big trip. But you know, just gotta just two more days until the trip. And then it's like, oh man, I love I love being alive. <laughs> and I'm writing an opera because I guess whales can do that. They say something about whales writing operas or music. Okay, well, let, let's let's actually talk about that for one second because it's very funny how blunt James Cameron is as a writer, but it's also like true. Like all the whale facts he's telling apart from like the, the forever juice or whatever. Yeah. Like that's all like legit real. It's just the alien version of that. Yeah. But no, but like they're straight up sentient. Like they, yeah. yeah I mean like they can like communicate with, with other like mammals and stuff like that in this movie, which whales cannot, but they also do have like a language. Yeah. And they're a lot, they're a, they, they, I mean, a lot of animals feel a lot more than we tend to want to admit, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I get that. Like, that's also, but like, they straight up say like they have mathematics, Yeah, which I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, that's how you compose stuff. Also, um, yes. Hey, you know what this also made me think of? Did you ever see, uh, the whale that wanted to sing at the Met? <laughs> That's not real. Yes, it's a Disney cartoon from like the forties. Let me look it up. The whale that wanted, yeah, the whale that wanted to sing at the Met from nineteen forty six. I believe it's in like one of those like Make Mine Music or something like that. Uh, those like compilation films they did in the forties when Disney was broke, and it's mm. straight up a whale that like because it's a whale like has like multiple octaves and can like sing. And it dreams of singing at the Met, and so it just starts singing all the time, and, like, ships are like, hey, that whale is singing. <laughs> and they're like, some some idiot's like, you know why it's singing? It must have an opera singer sh- 
trapped in its throat. And so they go out and they fucking kill the whale. Spoilers. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then he dies and they're like, oh, no, there was an opera singer. The whale could sing. But then because it's Disney, it's like, oh, but now he gets to sing in heaven. So I guess it's happy. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Hard not to think about that watching this movie. (laughs) A little bit now. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, so the whale's two days from retirement, so then we get an extended sequence where they're murdered. Um, and the guy's like, hey, chase it down! Hey, let's kill it, and it's baby! <laughs> like, some fucking grubby Australian motherfucker. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I just love murdering these whales! There has I've I've never heard a theater erupt with cheers the way I heard it when Well here's the thing he got his fucking arm ripped off. Yeah, I was like, fuck all this. This is fucking dumb. This is awful. It's gross. I hate this. Like, what are you doing, James Cameron? And then when it was like, Oh, they're all gonna die horribly I'm like, Oh, that's why he did it. Yeah. Like, oh, he's not, he wasn't trying to make some complicated point. He just wanted to get us ready for violent murder. Yeah. And once that, once that became clear, I was like, okay, I'm cool with this. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, I was just like, oh, okay. Like, I was, I was just like, oh, he's making some fucking, he's trying to do the fucking cove, but it's CGI. Like, fuck you. Like, I was really in a fuck you mood watching that sequence. And then when I realized James Cameron's agenda was just violence, I was like, okay, I'm fine with that. <laughs> but um, Oh, and we should also mention that the, the Navi communicate with a version of sign language. Yes. And the person in charge of coming up with that sign language is one of the actors from Baby Driver. Yes, I, I remember that. Jones. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. I remember you said you were going to bring a Baby Driver. For some reason, I thought... The movie, I totally forgot that element for the moment, but I did see that, um, which is pre- that's pretty cool. That but, is cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, so the Navi say like "I see you" and shit, right? Mm-hmm. What if you're blind? Moving on. <laughs> just like, <laughs> no, no, no. Is that whole like I get it? Like they don't literally mean "I see you." Like yeah. I know that. But it feels I like it's still, sight is like an important element of their culture, you know? But it's like, sight, but it's also sensory. Yeah. So I, I think it still translates. But like, does, does, does there, do, do like, like blind people in our culture do hold a certain significance in our like mythology, you know? Mm-hmm. Like blind people were considered blessed in a certain way, you know? Which is weird. Like it was just people not understanding that, oh, when you lose one sense, your other senses get better. Like, yeah. which is, but like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be, but like, you know, that's why there's like blind oracles and shit like that in both history and myths. Right. Yeah. Is there anything like that with the Navi? Maybe there is. Feels like we got three more sequels to get through. Yeah. At fuck least. you. But, uh, <laughs> so, all right. We get the extended sequence where they kill the whale. Oh, and also like, yeah, like guys like hey, murder the whales and Stephen Lang's like, uh, they're like, oh yeah, we, we hunt these whales, you know, we got a quota. It's like, we, we just, we hunt like the free roaming whales and stuff. He's like, but what if we killed the whales that have friends? <laughs> and then Jermaine Clement's like, you can't do that. They have friends. And then he's like, we're going to do that. <laughs> Everyone's like laughing. And 
Um, all the guys hunting him are like, <laughs> they're just that's every character in the third act of this movie except <laughs> Jermaine Clement. Um, and then they they kill it and they go inside and they extract like a little vial, and they're like, this stops aging. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> I don't think I'm not trying to be plot hole police here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 no. I, is... I, I totally. Uh, if I don't agree with it, like as a criticism, I at least agree. Like it's worth talking about. As like, why is that in this one? And there are pr- plenty of, uh, there's plenty of real world examples of like humans hunting animals for specifically one resource. Like, I don't know, ivory tusks? Like, you know, like, there's plenty of examples of that, and, like, those are devastating to the environment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what does it mean when he says it stops aging? In terms of this individual movie, I'm going to stop dreaming of the exciting potential of sequels. I think it's just, like... A disgusting antithesis to the whole Navi thing of like all energy is only borrowed mm-hmm. and eventually one day we give it back. Yes. Right? Sure. So this is that, this this is the gross, uh, another perversion of that ideology where it's like, no, it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I live forever. There's that. But. Um, but I will say like, yeah, another big bomb to just kind of drop in the movie. Drop in the movie and then it's like, okay, stop aging. Is this by you, how much of it stops aging? Right? Like, mm-hmm. that's a big question for me. So it's like, well, we only get this little vial from this one whale. How many people is this vial going to stop aging? Right? Mm-hmm. If it's like one vial for one person, I'm like, that doesn't seem like a good trade off. <laughs> if it's like, it takes multiple, vi- like, is it something you have to take regularly? You know, like, are these mm-hmm. like regular injections? It's one thing to extend your life. It's another thing where it's like, okay, you got to keep killing these whales to extend your life, right? Yeah. I guess I'm saying, all right, you put me in a room, right? Mm-hmm. You, you put a kid with cancer in front of me, and then you give me a bat, and then you go club this baby seal to death, God. and you will cure that kid's cancer. I might club that baby seal to death. In fact, I think I would club that baby seal. To oh, my God. <laughs> if it would cure cancer. No, yeah, I know. It's just child, like, it's still fucked up. I'm just being honest. Like, this is, it. this isn't just a, oh, it's a perversion of the culture of the Navi thing. Like, this is a bit, like, it, it, what is it? It's a big deal. And you could have a discussion here of, like, what's, what's the trade-off, right? You know? Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm coming at this from a different perspective where I take a lot of medication and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm slightly disabled. I need all, I, I require, I take up more resources than the average person just to keep me alive. So I understand that like, and these things don't drop out of the sky out of nowhere. Like I know that it takes a lot to synthesize medications and they come from different countries, countries we often exploit for their resources. But like, at the end of the day, it is being used for, like, medical purposes. And I can assume that the stop aging juice is, like, it's something the, like, 1% on Earth use, right? Like, yeah. it's not a, like, altruistic thing. 
Because, like, that's just what this world is. But again, it's... I don't know, man, you know? It's 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 also something where it's like, all right, so like I made that analogy about clubbing a baby seal to death. And then it's like, okay, I can cure all cancer if I club all baby seals to death, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's just say that's an option. Like, that's at least a discussion, you know? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. yes, curing cancer, good. Clubbing baby seals to death, bad. Like... These two things are in direct conflict. Is the impact of making baby seals go extinct, the impact it will have on the environment, worth curing all cancer in the world? You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that's a compelling discussion to have. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they chose the words it stops aging mm-hmm. and not it cures cancer. <laughs> I'm being snarky, but I think that's true. No, but I'm saying like that's a that's the coward's move. These are these are both cowards' move. Making the, the whales straight up they can talk, and then just being incredibly vague about what the magic brain juice does. Like there's a debate here, right? But alright, the whales are straight up, they're equivalent to beings. They're equivalent to human beings, essentially. That's what this movie is postulating, right? Mm-hmm. That they are inequivalent to other Navi. They are. They might as well be like humans. So now you know the debate isn't clubbing a baby seal to death to cure cancer. Is it? Do I kill another human to cure cancer? Right. In one person. Right. Is taking mm-hmm. one life worth saving another life? That's a trolley problem debate. Right. Yeah. It's interesting, and I think people would fall differently on that debate path, right? Like mm-hmm. it's there's a debate to be had there, there's a conversation. Is it worth killing one human being to cure all cancer? Like that's a debate. And there's an ethical one there. And I feel people could fall differently and it would be complicated and it would be interesting and engaging. And this movie just bisects all of that. Like it does it's all of this is just a setup so that when we get to that action at the end of the movie, which is very engaging and entertaining, it's just so we don't feel bad about anyone getting killed. It's cheap and it's lazy, and I think it obfuscates a lot of the points James Cameron's trying to make about the environment and our relation to it and how we exploit other nations for their resources, for our own personal benefit, not their own. Um... It, it cheapens a lot of it. And it's this thing of like, I don't, I'm not trying to say James Cameron's a bad person. I feel like Cameron, ultimately, I align with him politically on a lot of things based on comments and actions he has made around these movies. But when he tries to explore it in film, I don't think he knows how to do it. And maybe because I think if he really did think about it, he might not make the movie. Because it's a little too real at a certain point. Mm. Um, and I think James Cameron is someone who sees that the world has a lot of problems right now. And again, I think he draws a lot of similar conclusions that you and I might draw. Um, if I read the word anti-imperialist in one more review of Avatar The Way of Water, I'm going to fucking blow my brains out. Because James Cameron, you know, good filmmaker, he sees all these problems, 
He's a filmmaker. He only knows how to process this stuff through making movies. He's making art, trying to process his feelings on these things. And this is a very honest look into how he feels. But I, I don't think that's... That's not, like, inherently good just because I agree with it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it's... And it, I don't know if it's necessary. There's an argument to be made of, well, if he gets... You know, maybe this movie will inspire someone to do the right thing later down the line. I don't think this movie... I don't think movies really have that power ultimately um i think we as people do and when we talk to each other and communicate with each other we can get there i think human movies are an extension of that sort of communication um but just a movie that has good politics with good intentions i don't think necessarily moves the needle that strongly uh, especially because I w- i'm willing to bet 75% of the people are not going to pick up any global warming comparisons or climate change analogies to these movies, which is more of a problem with the American education system than anything else. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's. But if he maybe made it a little more complicated, I think it would provoke people a little more, and it would get your brains working a little more, and you would actually have to think about these things. And instead, he kind of just goes like, environment good, military bad, save the whales. And it's like, yes, I agree with all of this. He's not wrong. He's, this isn't, uh, but I don't know. I don't want to give the movie like a huge pat on the back for it, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Which I see a lot of people doing. Um, it's just a, it, it, it's, it's a movie. At the end of the day, yes, movies influence us. Yes, we should take movies seriously. I'm doing that right now. <laughs> but uh, I see some people, I've seen this a lot more where people, they're responding to whether or not they agree with the politics of the movie and then going and then deciding how they feel about the movie based on that. And I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I left very complicated and I left that this movie was honestly a very shallow exploration of a lot of really complicated things. And if you want to, ch- I, uh, uh, on an entertainment level, um, I think there's an argument to be made that this is an entertaining movie. I have mixed feelings on it, but I think other people are entertained by it. I don't think it's this triumph um, outside of that. Outside of an entertainment level, uh, it's it's Moana. I mean, it, Moana's a Disney movie. It's a very good Disney movie, um, but it's not something that you're gonna watch and you're gonna change your whole fucking life over it. You know. Um, sorry to get like dark with it. I guess I wasn't trying. No, to, no, that's why but, we talk about these things. Uh, it just I. You want if you if you're gonna you want movies to really activate people's brains, you know, you want mm-hmm. to get in their heads a little bit. And there's a certain level that like if a, if someone's not willing to let it in, it's just never gonna get in, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't think this movie is gonna reach even an open-minded person 
who isn't already aligned with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's just how I, I feel. And again, it's something I think in opposition to something like Mad Max Fury Road, which I think does do a lot of that a lot better while also being a mostly entertainment movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it's a movie about women's autonomy <laughs> bodily autonomy you know yeah that's kind of what the movie's about mm-hmm. and i think it threads that needle a lot better uh but with also with very obvious good and bad guys and it's like they're going up a guy named a morton joe like there's no what what a morton still joe. has like a, a a dynamic turn from a supporting character that makes yeah the the bad guys more interesting when one of them decides to be the good guy yeah. well like which is a very like watered down explanation of what happens with the character of nook in that movie yeah yeah and and that's a character who also is like he grows because he sees more of the world because he's like literally a part of a death cult you know mm-hmm. and i'm hoping that's what we'll get with someone like Stephen lang's character going forward you know that maybe mm-hmm. uh he'll start getting a new perspective on things. Cause that's where the movie kind of ends with him. You know, he, he kind of accepts that. Yes, he does have a connection to this kid spider. He's willing to be like, no, I will try to save his life. And then spider saves his life, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that door's open. I don't think it's here. Uh, ultimately it still feels like avatar is just kind of building the engine and it hasn't really taken off yet. Uh, and this movie, more than the first one, kind of maybe not interested. Like, I don't know if I'm really going to, like, rush out to see a third one, you know? Uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Again, it's there's, there's so much potential energy still. But I've been here before with franchises and long-running stories. Where you're like, well, there's a lot of potential here, but, like, it, it's... Once it gets there, it'll really work, and then it kind of never gets there. And I'm mm-hmm. getting to my limit on how much I'm willing to kind of put up with it, you know? Now, clearly, a lot of people feel very differently. Good for them. Stick with it. I, I might just chalk it up to Avatar, well-made movies, just not for me. I think that's more of what's just happening here. Um, but, yeah. Uh, just I ended up feeling the way of water was a little shallow. That's all. Oh, fucking! You're doing one of those. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just I <laughs> no, no, to. it's fine. I kind of yeah. To. Also, no, I'm that, a that's idiot a fucking that headline. Loves the ocean, yeah. and I love whales. I love all this shit, and it didn't really click with me that much. But, uh, hey, uh, like Moby Dick's my favorite fucking book. Yeah, so you should have loved. This I one. really should have, because this yeah. is like, what if Moby Dick could talk back to you? <laughs> <laughs> well before we get into some some more stuff because i, I want to ask you about like some of the other actors in the film mm-hmm. uh the the whales in this are called the the tulkoon mm-hmm. so the the rumored titles for the next films are avatar the seed bearer the fourth one is avatar the tulkoon writer and the fifth one is supposed to be the quest for awa so it looks like you're getting more whale action is what I'm saying. Okay. I mean, honestly, the seed bearer is the only one I'm kind of like not so sure about that, Chief. It is, it is quite the title. Well, mainly <laughs> yes. because I'm just worried that it's like, okay, we learned about the sky people in the first film and the water people 
in the second film. Now we're going to learn about the dirt people in the third movie. And then I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, again? Like, uh, well, maybe that's just like the framework of these movies. And it sounds like a framework that you're not into. I'm very much not into it. I think it's a yeah. bad framework. But um, So James Cameron also said that you know, the the humans are just the straight-up antagonists, the bad guys in the first two movies. The next one, we're going to start getting into some of the, the Na'vi groups that are less positive, that that are... They will they will be more focused <laughs> as antagonists. And I, I'm curious about his ability to pull that yeah, off. Yeah, that, for a second there, I thought it was going to be like, the humans are the antagonists in the first two movies. The third one, we're going to introduce some sort of moral gray area with the humans. And I'm like, okay... I'm here for that. And then instead you're like, actually, we're going to meet evil Navi. And I'm like, no, (laughs) let's, let's not do that. Let's not. I don't want to see what James Cameron's idea of evil Navi are. Oh, but he didn't, he didn't say outright evil. It's fucking James Cameron. (laughs) You're going to be evil. (laughs) Well, I'm assuming the next one's not earth. I'm assuming the next one is is fire like we haven't seen volcanoes on pandora i'm sure there's they got some fucking network of volcanoes or something but you said that one of them's called the seed bearer the seed the next one that's yeah. earth i don't where do you I don't plant know. a fucking I... seed yeah Unless but this is like alien volcanoes seed. like fertilizing shit yeah yeah that's what i'm thinking all right yeah i mean if only there was a shit i don't know if you thought of this Jacob, but like you could make a show out of like the four different elements <laughs> like do a different element each season and it could be like really engaging and you know what you should do just skip air because air's not that engaging but like have air kind of be like this overarching one for it so then you don't have to do three seasons that would be a pretty good idea be, yeah be a pretty good show you could even call it avatar as well yeah you could call it avatar <laughs> And you could air it on Nickelodeon about a decade ago. And um, you could also be like, we're for children. So it's going to be, but and then, but actually we're going to have much more morally complicated characters. <laughs> uh, yeah. but, uh, speaking of which, Cliff Curtis was actually in The Last Airbender. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that yeah. one. that one really annoyed me. The, the movie or the character in this movie? Um, I mean, you know what? Like, it's it's not the best. <laughs> it's still, it's, it's, it carries over a lot of the problems from the first movie, but it felt a little more subdued this time, I guess I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still there. But in uh, the last Airbender movie when Cliff Curtis was in it, and who played his son? Dev Patel. Dev Patel. So it's like Dev Patel is the son. And fucking then it's Cliff Curtis as his dad. And he's fucking Maori. Like who the what the fuck? That was really fucked up. That's that one's fucked up. Yeah. Um, uh I was gonna say I think he's actually really good in this though. He's fine. Like, I, I kinda I, like him as like this uh he's like I'm just trying to do the right thing, but Well him and Jake are bros. Yeah, they're like bros, but he's also like God damn, man! This is this being in charge is hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got that well, vibe. You also get the sense that his wife, Kate Winslet, is in charge. Yeah, like she's running the show, but he's also like, 
hey, look, I, I, I kind of have to look like I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, which brings up a lot of interesting questions about the gender politics of the planet Pandora that are never explored. But uh, anyway, Kate mm-hmm. Winslet mm-hmm. seems like she's having a grand old time playing yeah. a character that she would never legally be allowed to play under any other circumstances. <laughs> Uh, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, she's also pregnant, and vice pregnant, and people seem to like that a lot. Yeah, they're doing the the, the pregnant thing was actually played up a lot in this movie, um, which was nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's gonna be a thing because pe- pe- guys don't know how women's bodies work, so <laughs> they think that women, when they're pregnant, they can they, all they can do is wear sweatpants and sit around the house all day. Yeah, but. Uh, like there is like a historic precedent for like pregnant women in battle, like. Mm-hmm. But hey, um, what are you gonna do? Also, if yeah. you have not seen uh, Black Panther two yet, right? I have not. Black Panther two with its whole uh, um, fucking Namor thing. It is kind of like we have the way of water at home, like. <laughs> It really is. There's a lot of weird parallels. And it's weird that Disney is putting out both movies. And it almost feels like, just because of what I know about how the MCU is structured, that fucking Kevin Feige was like, I have to do Namor now before Way of Water comes out. Like, it felt like he was trying to get this thing out as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. In a kind of like, I have to look like I got there first kind of way. Um, hmm. Yeah, a little, hmm. a little depressing. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out to Ryan Coogler. Yeah, and I'll say the Namor stuff in that movie is w- the stuff that works for the most part. Mm. Um, That's good to hear. It's the stuff around it that's a little more complicated. I will uh, watch it eventually. Yeah. Did you hear that he uh, Ryan Coogler shared his his initial like plot recently for the the initial plan for Black Panther? It was kind of just gonna be. Black Panther versus Namor, right? Like, and... yeah, and like, I mean, fucking God, it sucks that Chadwick Boseman's gone for a million reasons. Like, but just like speaking, like, it was like a fucking loser nerd. Like, God, that matchup—you can just see it, right? Yeah. Like it's it's a, such a fucking slam dunk and concept. It, and I think he was honest where he's like he did not know Chadwick was sick. I think he had, yeah, like he, he had no idea. And yeah, it's a shame. I mean, but. Hey. Yeah, for more than just comic book nerd stuff, yeah. like it's th- that that dude was like an instant icon. Actually, a lot of weird parallels between Black Panther two and Way of Water, but also not really worth getting into, so we won't. Mm. Um, um, also, James Cameron also had an initial draft of Avatar two that he threw out, and he was like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> didn't work." Um, was it the first half of this movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I, I guess uh, when he assembled that writer's room or whatever, right? That's why he, he did it because he was like, I can't find, like, the spiritual elemental <laughs> angle that made the first one an international super hit. <laughs> and so he's like, I had, like, some of the emotion. I had some of the characters, like, the, the story, but I needed that that third thing. <laughs> and uh, How is China was... responding to this? I actually don't know. Yeah. Let's see. Because the day of recording, things. it's about to break a billion dollars. Yeah, I've heard mixed things. But China's also, like, in a weird spot right now. So, initial projections in China were disappointing. Mm-hmm. But now, I see two big headlines. The two biggest ones that popped up were from comicbook.com, <laughs> which is stupid. 
and something called Koimoi.com. Mm. Comic Book Report says uh, Way of Water sinks to the Chinese box office. It failed to meet initial expectations. Uh, but it is one of the few American blockbusters that has gotten a release there, mm-hmm. unlike literally all the other ones. Yeah. Um, but then the uh, Koimoi.com said that it's a huge hit and it uh, crossed $100 million at the Chinese box office as of the day before recording, December 26th. Mm-hmm. So, who, who knows? Because, I mean, everyone forgets the first Avatar didn't have, like, a huge, like, opening weekend. Well, that was, like, the, it was, that big, was what but... was... Um, that was what was interesting about that first release, where it kind of, like, just kept doing the same numbers for a few weeks. Yeah. Um, which was fascinating. And that just doesn't really happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And... That's why a lot of like directors and artists are like, "Hey, don't don't worry about that first weekend. Like, let's let's go. Let let's allow some staggered releases. Let's like let the movie exist on its own terms. And let's talk about the movie before you worry about the money." And I know this is a rare occasion where we kind of are all watching with bated breath because we're like, "Are we gonna get that four and five sequels?" <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's the thing. It's just I'm only interested in the money. Not I don't really care what Disney makes. But yeah, who them, gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah, I just want them to make enough that like. Because maybe we could see it all play out. And at the end of the day, this is still something I'd rather see made than, like, Avengers 7, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not like overly in love with it. I, it's, it's worth more, ultimately. Yeah. I mean, but I also hear... Um, who, who's the director of Ad Astra? Um, James Gray. James Gray, yeah. I hear James Gray out of the corner of my ear being like, don't be a capitalist lemming. And pay attention to the box office. Did you hear it. about that? I get it, but but I. It's also why I'm not like I'm not here to do like it's gonna do three billion motherfuckers. Like I'm not here. For hey, that. hey hey hey! You asked for a guess. I gave a I, guess. I'm not, well, yeah, but you weren't like that either. That was just your guess. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying like I'm not out in the street being like ha ha. Like I'm not trying. Yeah. I'm just like yeah. how? What is the number? It has to hit to keep it going. Is all I really care about. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure it's got to be like two billion. Yeah, and I think so I we'll think see. it'll hit two billion. Um, just based on like the num, like compared to other movies, how quickly it went up, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it is also another one of those movies that is just like see it on the biggest screen possible, you know, in the, the most expensive format yeah. possible. Um, which I also would encourage, frankly, mm-hmm. just because this is the one movie where I would encourage 3D. Yeah. Um, it's also, like, a, a big part of, of that discussion, like, people going out to see it, like, oh, it did have a cultural impact, just people had lives to live and weren't arguing on Twitter about bullshit. Yeah. Um, I probably brought this up, but I think it's also worth noting why I said that initial $3 billion number when you asked about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. My friend's dad doesn't speak any English, but he loves the first Avatar. And when he heard that the new one was coming out, he was like, hey, can we go see that? Like, I want to go, like, opening night with everyone. And my friend was like, we won't be in subtitles, the theater we're going to. Do you want me to get you a ticket anyway? She's like, yeah, yeah, I just want to see it. And I was like, oh, that's why this movie's going to make all the money. It's because it's literally crossed like cultures and language barriers and uh he did enjoy it he was in front of me at the theater on opening night that's good 
So thumbs up. I'm just looking at like what is on the horizon, you know, Mm. for uh, like what what is what is uh, Avatar having its way again? I'm not trying to play the box office game too much. Just like no, this is the one time we're ever going to talk about that out of sheer interest and not like apathy. It's like it just fucking like stomped on Babylon's throat, right? Like yeah, and to be fair, that movie was not marketed like well at all. I I disagree that felt like that marketing was everywhere for a movie like really? that which is like a three-hour hollywood movie like it felt more omnipresent than i would have expected oh i didn't get any of that and, but um, different bubbles i guess maybe, you know? maybe i mean i saw a lot of posters for it people who don't care about movies asked me about it um so like that just doesn't happen he's gonna <laughs> That's weird. All right, so Women Talking, I guess, came out uh, this past weekend as well. Oh, it did. I gotta watch that. I mean, that could be like a limited release thing, but it's being released by uh, Plan B Entertainment, which is Brad Pitt's company, hmm. on the same weekend as a Brad Pitt movie. So hmm. maybe he saw the writing on the wall, but oh, um, <laughs> there was the uh, the. Uh, what you, the Whitney Houston movie, which I didn't hear much about. Mm-hmm. Um, there was... So, yeah, there's not a ton. Uh, there's a Christian Bale movie out I've never even heard of. Next week, it's A Man Called Otto. The uh, Tom Hanks plays an asshole movie. Do you know what that movie's actually about? No. It's about a dude who keeps trying to kill himself. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Got good note to end the year on. I know, I know. <laughs> and then something called Alice Darling, um, which I've never heard of. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know that one. Some sort of thriller. And then, uh, I think the first legit competition it's going to have is Megan. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The next weekend it's Megan, which could, but I also don't know, like, Megan is getting the, like, first week of January drop. Which is like no, it could it could be dog shit. It, it, yeah, it's one of those where it's like it's either gonna be like a wild swing genre film or like trash. Yeah, like, yeah. And so that's and then after that you got House Party, um, which who knows? Wait, wait. Mm. Did they remake House Party? They remade House Party. What is this world? I mean, well, and it's, it's, uh, I think it's one of the, like, LeBron James produced movies. Like, when he signed a deal with uh, uh, Warner Brothers. I think this is the last one. So it's just getting dumped in January. And it's like, oh, these guys are watching a house. It turns out it's LeBron James' house. Let's have a house party. That's what it looks like it's about, anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so. Kind of lost the charm from the original concept with that, but that's fine. There's a movie with Gerard Butler called Plane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which looks that like... That trailer always gets a laugh. It looks uh, jingoistic in a not-fun way. <laughs> but who knows? Yeah, everyone just go watch Den of Thieves instead. I mean, honestly, I'm look- the more I look at it, it's like... Uh, January is mostly wide open. Like, it could totally keep making money through January. Mm. 
Like, I think it could too. Like Megan, I, I think it's it's Megan might be able to get it for like one weekend, but then I could totally see Avatar pulling ahead again. Mm-hmm. Like people just keep going to see it. Also, that word of mouth is is like really great. Very like positive, outside yeah. the internet, yeah. Even on the internet, it's mostly positive. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really heard that much negative. I seem to be the guy who's like most down on it. Just yeah. you, you my might family like, uh... also wasn't super into it. Really? Yeah, they said it was all right, but they I was going to ask about uh, uh Papa Garingo yeah. cuz he loved that first one. He, he doesn't he doesn't like animals getting abused. Okay. So like he kind of was like he didn't like that. He's like I'm glad they got revenge at the end. Mm-hmm. But he didn't he, he's like I don't want to watch that. So like that 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 was maybe enough to break him. <laughs> um but yeah. But I'll, I will say, I could feel it. My The crowd I was with was definitely into it. Mm. Like, they were responding in ways. Where, like, you know, like, how a crowd responds when they're, like, clearly into a movie? Oh, yeah. There was a lot of that. So, you know, and it, it, we are at the most expensive theater in New York City. So that <laughs> might, that you might kind of, like, force yourself to enjoy it so you don't admit you wasted money. But uh, it felt like everyone was enjoying it. So, mm. again, I don't well, know how this fucking... plays on, on like... A fucking like one theater screen in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm assuming I, I don't know I don't know what the argument is there for those type of screenings, but hey. Yeah. Uh, well, my fucking theater and apparently many others because people are tweeting about it. Like when ballistic, not just with the the whale guy getting his arm ripped off, but like. When uh, Cora just like, I'll fucking never stop hunting your family until you're all dead. And then Jake's like, all right, let's get it done. And everyone's like, yeah. Like, it just not, went I didn't crazy. I not any of that. But I, I just got people being like into it. Like, mm. um, like I respect. Then again, this this is the, I went to the Chinese theater. So, of course, if, if an audience is going to respond well, they're going to respond yeah. well there. <laughs> um, you know, we haven't talked about it at all. I I got a couple more bullets in the chamber. Right, Is it about Sigourney Weaver? Yeah, let's talk about Sigourney Weaver. Um, I think she's great in this. Yeah, I think she's fantastic. She's very fine. Oh, um, <laughs> it's still weird. I, I'm still a little like on the fence about like an adult playing teenage girl thing. Well, here here's the thing. I'm not saying anything is wrong. Or it's bad, or I'm judging James Cameron or the team differently. It is very funny that Sigourney Weaver has chemistry with an actual human teenager. Yeah. Like, that is just a little out there. It is a little weird. Uh, um, although, it is yeah. funny that, like, I read, like, Sigourney Weaver was giving interviews where she's like, I spent time around teenagers to really get their their mannerisms down. Mm-hmm. And then um, she gives a very good performance, but, like, the most teenager things she does in this movie is, like, roll her eyes when they ask to take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> she does a lot of eye rolling. And it's like, well, uh, glad you did the research, I guess. She's also, like, she's also, like, she's, like, a miracle birth, right? Like, yes, she she's Navi Jesus. Yeah, I mean they're they're still they haven't totally gone in on that. There's still like there could be a father. Like there's some of that, but she's also talking to the planet. Uh-huh. So I assume like if we find out who the the father is, it's the planet. But 
Yeah. Well, again, this is another, like, weird, like, biological thing. You know, it's kind of like the inverse of Quaritch, where it's like, mm. she isn't the memory of Grace from the first movie. She mm. is completely her own being, yeah. right? But she was born in that Avatar body that never was truly alive and never was truly dead, as we find out now. And it's like, okay, so this is another note I had. In the first movie, it's Awa, their god, is real. Their god exists, right? Yeah. It is a birth of science and nature melding together. Yeah. Awa exists. In this movie, it's like, well, maybe... Your daughter's just fucking weird, Jake. <laughs> like, we end the note, like, the, the last, like, confrontation about um, Kiri's, like, identity. Oh, all right. right. She has the seizure. Yeah, that um, scene bugged me. Okay. That scene kind of bugged me. We, we, we can talk about that, but I just want to say, like, they're saying, like, no, she's not connected. She, it was, like, an epileptic event. Yeah. Right? She is not connected to the world like she believes she is and then the last physical note on that is when she saves kind of the other kids under the water mm. right and it's like oh, okay the, there's that question can still linger even though she was told like no that that's not what's happening with you uh but go ahead on, on your negative note well about that was that. just like kind of like a tradition versus science thing i didn't care for mm. Very, very close to holistic medicine for a moment there. Just rubbed okay. me the wrong way. That's more of, like, personal thing. Mm-hmm. It's not, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I can really complain about it. But it is weird where it's like, yes, they're God's real, but also, like, we're not going to say that means anything. Well, it's like, maybe well, so, their God I mean, isn't real. Well, that's the thing. It's there. You could always go, like, well, they call it a God, but it could just be the planet. Like, mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, like if a planet was alive, it would probably appear to us as a god, you know? Yeah. Like, why isn't our planet god, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, some people believe that. Um, some people believe a lot of other stupider things, but... <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know. I don't know, the, the really I it. broad it sci-fi like, concepts. It, it feels James Cameron's is like not thinking the sci-fi stuff out at all. Like I don't know. I, I kind of I kind of agree with you more on the first one, although I'm much more positive and I still think there's a lot of like interesting merit to that movie. I was super in all the weird like sci-fi borderline fantasy elements of this one. <laughs> where like my brain's like percolating all these different thoughts, like what are the other like Navi tribes look but, like? It, what, but, but here's the thing, it's all potential energy. I, but I was into it with this one too. I'm talking like, about this one. I, oh no, I know you. You are. I'm. I'm saying I still liked it here. <clears throat> in this one, it's, it's more than just potential energy. Like I really like the way we we see like not just the whales like being cute and stuff like yeah. that. And of course they're gonna die horribly, uh-huh. and they're gonna feel bad, and you're gonna cheer when the bad guys die horribly. Uh, I liked just watching like. Kiri explore the underwater world. Like I could have, I know you and plenty of other people seem to not be super into that middle act. I was like, this could be the whole movie. All right, I don't want to fight anyone. I just got. Now this is where I'm just not a smart person, so I'm I'm probably going to say some dumb things right now. Um, Mm. I was reading that like the actors had to like train to hold their breath for like six minutes to do some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Have you read that? Of course, Yeah. yeah. Um. I get that, like, this motion capture technology is, like, really good, 
and it's really important, and it's it, it's essentially seamless for the entire movie. It's great stuff. Um, at what point, though, do you just go like, well, let's just do the whole shot in the in on a computer? You know what I'm saying? I do. At what point is I, it just Finding Nemo? Like. Well, there's been some uh, discussions about it. It leans more towards outright negative criticism, like why can't Avatar just be considered an animated movie? And I don't see that as a negative at all, although some people might position it as that. Like, I, I think it's It could be a negative and it's a way to movie. work around unions laws, which is a lot of what motion capture technology was designed to do. Oh, maybe. Maybe there's that. I don't know if James... I don't know if... I think because it is such a special effects heavy and actor heavy film, I think there's no, like, cost-saving thing, but... Like that was a lot of the Zemeckis push was that like you could you could basically screw over animators and special effects people at the same time, um, but I don't know if that's what's happening here. I have no evidence to suggest that. Um, I just know that's why studios were, went in on it initially, mm. um, and yeah, I just don't, I just don't, I don't know. Like I just don't know what is the trade, like what is the trade-off to just going like screw it let's just do it all on the computer i don't have an answer for you frankly yeah like i maybe it's just easier to like, match it, the the digital effects with the motion than it is to come up with original motion concepts in a computer yeah, that's the you know case. I, mean? I, can, I can at least kind of see that but then again when you go to like the they're swimming underwater like i don't know if you actually need to swim underwater for that like I feel like that's something we can just kind of guesstimate, maybe. Like I think it's you also only need a, way... a couple shots of them in the water at most. Like why do they need to hold their breath? Yeah, I, I think it also just comes down to uh, Cameron wanting more physical control mm. over the images. You know? Yeah. Because like, so you you get the three D effect of the human body, and um, it's undeniable that whatever, like right? he is. It is great visually. Like, I'm not saying it isn't, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I, and I don't think we're really, like, arguing here. We're just trying to parse out, like, yeah. why. And I'm just, I just, you know? but also, like, maybe, like, I don't know enough. So maybe there is something where you just wouldn't get the same sh shots in a computer, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, I, but again, I am not, I'm not totally sure. But that's, that's kind of why a lot of that stuff kind of fell flat for me. Because it's kind of just, like, nothing I'm looking at on screen is real. And these moments are going on a little too long for me. <laughs> mm. um, and it's not... The world of Avatar is very beautiful. It's, like, not that different than Earth at times. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm not like, oh, wow, this is a planet where it actually rains going up and it looks seamless. <laughs> like, it's not that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's... And I, I have some some last little notes about that, but... I guess let's just talk about the big third act and then we can kind of start wrapping up. Mm -hmm. uh, because this kind of was the big reminder that like, oh yeah, no one really does big scale action like James Cameron. Mm -hmm. Like the moment those kids start trying to save Paya Khan, the loner whale, mm -hmm. it just never lets up until the last minutes of the movie. Mm -hmm. And by then I'm like fucking sobbing and embarrassed and shit. Wasn't, um, uh, doesn't the loner whale just like he, he, draws for his blood doesn't he he does yeah the, like jake's gonna like sacrifice himself and the whale's like 
Lord, forgive me I'm a, oh, for oh, who right. I'm about to be again. All right. <laughs> Another thing. Another thing. This is something where I just was like, I'm just like, did I miss something? I don't know. Uh, so he's an outcast, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Are you asking me or just yes. rhetorically? Okay. So he took his little his little coven of whales and another tribe of the, the Metcaina people to go rally against the humans when they first started whale hunting. And they got wiped out, and he's the only survivor. And so because those whales don't engage in violence or they don't take lives anymore, that's not part of their whale culture, mm-hmm. um, he still did, even though it was for a good cause. They're supposed to be like pacifists mm-hmm. or whatever, which is a fucking – what I just said is insane. Yeah. I recognize that. <laughs> and thank God that none of this is real because that's fucking dumb. But, <laughs> like, whatever. I was so confused when they're like, he took a life. You can't take life. That's bad. And they're like, yeah, but he's defending himself. It's like, yeah, but we believe all life, you know, can't do that shit. That's bad. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's what they believe. Whatever. And then... Like two minutes later, it was like we will now go kill the humans. Well, they they don't follow that code. That's that's specifically the whale thing. That's bullshit. Then that's so dumb. <laughs> sorry. That's so dumb. Sorry. That's a that was a very dumb plot element. I was like, but why? Why why does it have to be dumb? Because it's like they just want an excuse to be like, why is this whale a loner? And then it was like, well, he did the right thing, so he didn't actually do anything bad. <laughs> <laughs> but because of rules that don't exist, he's an outcast. And then it's like, and then going into the third act, it's just like, ah, fuck it. Like, I don't know, maybe have him do something where he was like, I don't know, maybe he was like, I saved my own life by betraying another whale. Like, they used, like, the humans used me to, like, lure in other unsuspecting whales. I don't know. I think this is this is perfectly acceptable. Yeah, sure. If you like dumb things. Um, <laughs> I do, but this one's not dumb. Uh, but then, you know, it's also like uh, uh, an easy layup to connecting with the, the son who feels like an outcast who can't stop yeah, like, like I fucking said, up. It's a, it's a cheap and easy layup. Like, you're right. <laughs> I don't I know agree it's with cheap. you. It's, it's just they couldn't. Like, why, why did it have to be that? You couldn't think of anything more compelling. I don't know if there, there needs to be, like, some other... There should be. Like, like, I don't know. What would you rather, like, have happen there, I just I said what I'd rather have happen there. Yeah, I, I, I think that that gets a little too murky. I, look, I I'm, I guess here's what I'm saying. The the common theme I think you're, everyone should be picking up on is that I want some, like, moral conflict in these characters. I want something... I want a morally conflicted whale, goddammit. Like, <laughs> I want the whale to be like... I did a... I want the whale to have done a bad thing. He didn't actually do anything wrong. Yeah. Like, I get that their culture says that killing is bad, but that's a thing they just made up. Like. Well, here, all the whales this movie are isn't Aang. a massive statement on pacifism. This no, no, like no. A... None of the other characters embody that. But here's the thing. All the whales are Aang. That one whale is Korra. There you go. Fuck. Shut the fuck up. That is... <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you... Ah, fuck it. It's not that at all. <laughs> yes, it is. Aang, Aang doesn't kill. Korra does. No, but, like, I'm not talking about 
if you wanted to make the movie about that, make the movie about that, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't want to make the movie about that. He just wanted this outcast. I was like, oh, why is he an outcast? And it's like, ah, he, he took a life. You're not supposed to do that because of the rules. It's, it feels very sweaty. I don't know. I, I think it, it works. There's no grander fine. statement. And then again, when the end of the, when the last hour of this movie is just a prolonged revenge sequence against whalers, it, it's just like, what are we doing here, buddy? <laughs> you know, like, well, it's not just that. It is also the ending of Titanic. It's the third act of aliens. Mm-hmm. It's like, it straight up, like took the little, the little baby child literally falls into a hole like Newt. And I was like, ah, he's doing it again. <laughs> Except I didn't he, think it was a bad thing. I was like, happy. One, he pulled one Marvel moment. He did one Marvel moment in this movie. Okay, you, what is it? You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea. I can't believe I got tied up again. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it. I'm just a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> I like that kid, man. Yeah. That's uh, a kid, cute kid. Kid was fun. Kid was fine. Yeah. They were all fine. Um, there was the one that lived and the one that didn't. Like, <laughs> no, no, because the older one has it together. The younger I'm one fine. keeps fucking. The younger one fucks up so bad he gets his brother killed. No, yeah, no, like he's a fuck. Which is so like... like I couldn't tell which one was which for most of the movie. <laughs> oh, no, the, the the dead one was taller. <laughs> I, I didn't pick up on that at all. No. Not, also, not I believe right now you fuck. Um, this is also uh, something that I find. But here, go ahead. No, I was just saying a lot of, a lot of help that height came in. Oh, fucking dead. Well, here's something else too. So they mentioned that some of the kids have the traditional Navi three fingers instead of four, mm-hmm. right? Or five. They have whatever the fucking. They have the the Navi fingers and then they have the human fingers. Which I totally forgot was a thing until they brought it up. But that's just, yeah, that's yeah. More of so, thing. so Loak, the brother who lives, has uh the human finger count. Kiri has the human finger count. The older brother who has his shit together had the Navi finger count, and the youngest daughter has the the Navi traditional finger count. Cool. And I, I I thought that stuff was handled really well. Not not the finger stuff specifically, but just like the the different like uh middle child syndrome. Yeah. Well, and do... like being unable to fit into a culture that they. They once felt accepted in and no longer feel accepted in. Yeah, that's uh, it is nice when you see Jake Sully go from like, I'm the king of this tribe, I'm king white guy. And <laughs> then he's like, okay, now he's like a subservient person. You know, like he's lost his sort of power, right? Mm-hmm. That was interesting to see. And they were lucky that uh, his old buddy was kind of like very chill about a lot of the goings on. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but... Is Zoe Saldana going to become, like, a villain going forward? I don't know. Because she, like, it's almost like she's getting, like, she's becoming more of a fanatic by the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, she wants to to fight early on. And Jake Sully's like, no. And then she's like, she's she's the one who starts calling them demons, right? Yeah. Like. She's like, they're demons. They're like a perversion of the Navi. And he's like, hey, I was that at one point, but now I'm cool. Right? And she's like, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she she almost kills Spider. She's like, gonna do which it. Which is fucking nuts. Yeah. And which is a weird note to take this character. And then her child is Jesus. 
and it it feels like it's ramping up to something. <laughs> and like, what what? Where's that going? Come back for part three, I guess. Yeah, you know, a little nervous about that one. I think it says uh, a lot that like I'm looking at the cast on the Way of Water wiki. And every actor has, like, a full paragraph next to them, except Zoe Saldana. Aww. It's like, Jake Sully, a former blah, 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 blah. Sigourney Weaver is Kiri, blah, 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 blah. Zoe Saldana and Kiri, daughter of the previous clan chief. <laughs> and Jake's mate. Ugh. Couldn't find a better term to use there. I know. Uh, there is an interesting thing, apart from her just going, like, ballistic in the finale. Um... Early on in the movie, she reminds Jake, like, you know, my dad gave me this this bow to, like, to protect the people. This yeah. will never come into play again. And then she looks at the camera. <laughs> and then but then, you know, it breaks. She breaks it in her, in her like, rage. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that was like a moment where I thought, like, oh, maybe she's going to, like, cool off. And no, she gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although it was pretty fucking awesome when she nailed that chick with the arrow in the eye. Yeah. I, I was like, yeah. It's fine, and it, it's a lot better action this time around, kind of all around, in my opinion. I think maybe it was just like not not to not like Avatar was like a train wreck in terms of the action, just like it was. It felt a little more closed in. I think maybe Cameron used this time to get a lot more familiar with this technology, and mm-hmm. so he gets to use it a little better. Um, but yeah, last action sequence is just very good. Like I don't have much to say. Beyond that, other than there's a little bit of like, we got away, we got to go back, we got away, we got to go back. There's a little bit of that. There definitely is. I don't know why it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me a ton. And it's normally like actually a problem I have with like all James Cameron movies. Like every James Cameron movie feels like it has one action sequence too many. And maybe because this one was so kind of limited on the action. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it it worked better here than it has other times. Uh, yeah like i'll just say like because yeah we could like break down like all the individual sequences and it's just like like you know the 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 movie like when you're writing it a screenplay you have like eight sequences like that that's like the traditional three-act structure the finale has like eight sequences the finale has like three individual acts which is nuts um but i'll just say like i am flabbergasted of his control of the action because you have to keep track of the motion capturing you have to keep track of the people who are not motion captured into the scene. They're just humans in the scene. Then you have the two levels on the ship. Then the ship starts sinking. Then you have the people in the sky and then the people in the water and then under the water. And it's just like, how how do you keep track of that? Yeah. But he did it. He's a good director. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's not that's not up for debate. I'm yeah. Not gonna, I'm not going to make that argument. It's, it's the writing that I tend to get hung up on. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go in and just be and and then again like the other thing and it's totally subjective I'm just like not super into like Avatar and the Pandora world you know mm-hmm. like it's just not the most thrilling thing I've ever seen put on film um, and some people clearly feel different so like if that's your thing go for it um, but yeah hopefully the writing will get a little better going forward. Well, you know who took lead on the writing for the next one, right? Um, no. From that writer's room? No. Our boy Shane Salerno from AVPR. Ah. Well. I mean, Cameron did a did a final pass with uh, people named Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver mm-hmm. on the rest of the sequels. Like, 
Other people developed the ideas in the room. Everyone went off and did their own screenplay, their full screenplay, right? And then Cameron's like, all right, great. Now me and my team are going to punch it up. <laughs> Wait, Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver are also credited on Jurassic World, by the way. Yes, but also Rise and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War for the Planet of the Apes. Yes. Oh, no, excuse me. Just producers for War of the Planet of the Apes. That, that War of the Planet of the Apes is one of the weirdest goddamn movies. It is. It's like... But they're also back writing Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Who's directing that one? Uh, my boy, Wes Ball, from the Maze Runner trilogy. He's a good action director. All right, sure. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's Planet of the. Apes. I've never seen him do a drama. Is what I'm saying. But they're running out of, of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when the first one was just going to be Rise of the Apes? Mm-hmm. And then some idiot was like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Call it Planet of the Apes." Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why oh, I was they also surprised. Wrote Mulan. That's not a good sign. Oh no! Because that is yeah okay, but they also wrote the... the relic, the Peter Hyams movie. Yeah, I like I like the relic. Sure, um, but Mulan is like one of the worst screenplays in like the last decade. Wouldn't know. Didn't watch it. Um, yeah, it's just well, it's not going. It's to, a weird but... one where you have another movie that's just like okay, just do that, like. <laughs> Just do that script and it'll work. And then they just didn't do that. So, um, hey, what are you, mm. what are you gonna do? Uh, except <sighs> yeah. make a good movie at some fucking point. Yeah, just like Avatar: The Way of Water. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, okay, I don't have the highest hopes for it at this point, but hopefully, okay. hey, maybe that's the one that works for you. Maybe who fucking knows? Um. Um, I, I just want to close out then with the, the big big finale shit. Speaking of easy ways out, I do have a little... Like, I didn't really have a problem with, like, oh, they're going to bring this up in the sequel. Until when Miles saves his dad. Spider saves his dad. Uh, I was like, ah, oh, this is... This might be the one where I'm a little middle of the road on it, whether or not I like it. Mm. Um but I do understand, hey, some people have fucked up relationships with their parents, you know? Well, that and even if you worked. hate them, you, you don't want to see them die. That one worked for me just because it was like, at that by that point, he literally saved him. Like, Stephen mm-hmm. Lang was like, he was like, ah, you think I care if you kill a kid? And then he's like, wait, don't kill him. Like, yeah. that was literally, it, it did, he did put himself out there so I can see the kid being like, fuck, I don't like this guy, but he did save my life. Yeah, and he does get the one f bomb in the movie when he goes back and he's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> so it's not like he did it like happily. I was a little more like, I guess uh, Jermaine Clement's coming back, right? Like he's he's credited in three. Like it says, he's gonna yeah. Be yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, what is, happened to him? him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, that's one thing I didn't notice till after, which I would argue is a testament to the strength of the movie. Mm-hmm. Or I was like, wait, 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 wait. I was walking to my car, like, where'd the rest of them go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, because he was so set up as, like, he's clearly the, like, I mean, it's the first movie, again, where it's, like, there's the liberal-ass pussy scientists, mm-hmm. and then there's the military, and they're in direct conflict, right? It's mm-hmm. like, why does this guy care? He's like, oh, he's just the marine biologist, like, <laughs> again, and then the other guy's like, I love making money off of murdering whales. 
And uh, so I was just like, okay, so like maybe he's going to come back at some point, like do something. And instead it's like, well, no. <laughs> he just kind of goes, yeah. ah, see, I told you. <laughs> like, <laughs> as the other guy gets his arm ripped off. Yeah, that was kind of... I, I wanted more from him. Apparently, uh, uh, Mark Marin I heard that. was up for that. Yeah. yeah. He could have done Marin's that. Marin's almost too cynical for that character. No, no, I think that's the right amount of cynical. No, because no, you just think Marin... Also, Marin, like, can't not fucking tell someone to fuck off. Like, Marin's, like, famous for, like, burning bridges. Like, he would have been, like, he would have been on the job for, like, a week, and he's like, you know what the fuck I think of this operation? Then he's on a fucking rocket back home. Like, <laughs> whereas you need someone you could credibly believe has some diplomatic skills. Uh, working maybe, on the thing. Now bring Marin in as a Navi. No. <laughs> I don't no. see that. <laughs> That'll haunt me. <laughs> Um, definitely don't all right so you said you had no emotional attachment to any of this i was i was basically like the the first watch i'm just like a emotional attachment like i definitely was like oh it is sad that the kid died like Mm -hmm. but i wasn't like how could he like i wasn't like oh he said he's i see you that's the thing like no when 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 the son was like, I want to go home, I was like, oh, fuck, that got me. And the second time I was watching it, I was like, okay. Like it, I felt it like in my chest, and I was like, no, no, I'm cool, I'm cool. Yeah. And then it starts really getting to me when Loak goes in and, and saves Jake, and Jake's like, I, I can't do it. And he, he fucking calls him the other son's name first, and he's like, no, it's it's me, Dad. I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, brutal. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he's given the speech that the, the princess gave him about the way of water connects all things and all that shit and i was like what is this doing to me i i can honestly say i don't think i've ever been this moved by a james cameron movie Mm. like outside of terminator 2 and titanic which just like destroy me (laughs) um and i'm like the aliens guy you know but i'm not like moved by that the same way i'm like fuck yeah the whole time (laughs) um and then I, i do pretty good as they're doing the funeral it's still sad and uh, the moment they connect to that that underwater tree, and they see the little kid again, I'm like, oh boy, here it comes, here it comes. And then Jake starts crying, and the son's like, why are you crying, Dad? I was like, fuck, it's over, it's over for me at that point. I'm just, I'm ruined. Um, and I, I love this movie. When he said, I want to go home, I thought of when Bubba said that in uh, Forrest Gump. Boo! <laughs> Sorry, it, it is where my brain went. Boo! Also, doesn't Giovanni Ribisi say that in Saving Private Ryan? No, he, he starts calling for his mom, oh, okay, which yeah. is just, like, fucking brutal, too. <laughs> There's a lot of guys calling for their moms on that beach in Normandy. It's mm-hmm. almost like war's a bad thing. Yeah. Okay. It's not the sexiest thing to ever happen. Yeah, you hear that. Revenge against whalers. <laughs> no, no, that's actually good, though. What if the seed bearer, though, is just like a code word for someone who, like, blows up oil pipelines? <laughs> well, did you see that one tweet that was, like, going viral? I did see that. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I don't want to say it. But... Maybe we can't repeat that one. But... Yeah. <laughs> um, I also saw the Yeah, one... sorry, not sharing that one. I also saw the one that was really funny where uh, it was... Uh, Spielberg says he regrets uh, Jaws 
leading to like people killing sharks and someone was like he just saw way of water like... <laughs> yeah that one we can repeat the other one uh, thumbs up comrade <laughs> I, don't <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know i don't know what i'm what, what i want to go on record saying although there is a documentary <laughs> out called how to blow up a pipeline yeah, which is uh, a documentary that exists on the planet Earth. Yep, uh, here it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, I, I'm only going to say it exists on Earth. Yeah. I haven't seen it uh, for the record. Yeah, and it's called again. It's called How to Blow Up a Pipeline, um, which is a documentary that was released this year. Um. Is that what it's called? I'm from. I can't Google that. No, title. it is called "How to Blow Up a Pipeline." I can't Google that title. I know um, for reasons. Uh, Just look up pipeline documentary. Yeah. Film yeah. movie. Yeah, pipeline movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, We're all gonna end up in a prison. I got a movie called Pipeline. <laughs> pipeline how to movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you haven't seen New Girl, right? Uh, no, I have not. All right, there's one bit where um, the, uh, a cop is coming over to like and like make sure one of their roommates is like eligible for the police force. This was written by liberals in 2013, so just work with me here. Um, and like one of the guys can't lie, so he's just like he's locked in a room with the the cop, and he's like, "You want to know everything? Fine." I didn't think I'd get an erection after I turned 15. I didn't get an erection for a full year. I thought they were done. I thought my penis was dead. It's over. I wasn't trying to blow up, uh, trying to build a bomb. I was just Googling out of curiosity. <laughs> I'm like, he just goes on and on. And he seems like the kind of guy who would like that movie. Yeah. That's all I'll say. So, yeah, it's called How to Blow Up a Pipeline. And it's from the director of the movie Cam, which is a movie I really liked. Oh, yeah, I like that movie, too. Um, very One of the few movies that kind of, like, is about uh, the perils of sex work, which, without, like, being demeaning about it. Um, which feels shockingly rare, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and also being just kind of a very solid horror movie. Um, I recommend Cam. Would you recommend The Way of Water? I don't know. Oh, okay. I feel like anyone who's listening to this has has already seen it. I mean... Probably. Um, it feels like everyone is just going to see it. I don't know anyone who's, like, on the fence, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's kind of like, well, we gotta see what the fuck it is. Most people seem to like it. I appear to be in the minority. In that... I think it's just okay. And... Uh, I think I it will it'll remain that way for me um, going forward. I I honestly can't see myself going back to it um, at least anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of like eh, like I don't know. It, part it, parts of it were just kind of like it was such a slog, man. I mean, I was really fucking bummed out for like the first half of this movie. Like I cannot overstate. How fucking bummed I was watching it. Like, mm. and I really had to like force myself to be like, you are not allowed to hate this movie. Like, I was basically like yelling that at myself for most of the movie. And I, it was one of those things where like, even if I, even if it had never gotten better, I still would like have to give it three stars on like a technicality, you know? Because it is a very mm. well made movie. 
but um, I found the first chunk of it so depressing. And, bad. and then I also had the specter of what people... That might have been, like, a bigger problem is that, like, the specter of, like, what people were describing the movie as, which ended up being inaccurate, in my opinion, um, was hanging over me. And I'm like, well, if that's what I have to look forward to, then this is just going to be a bad fucking time. And then, thankfully, the movie wasn't about those things, so... Mm-hmm. Um, do you like it more than Top Gun Maverick? Because that seems ooh, to be the other really popular blockbuster. Ooh, that's a that's an interesting question. Um, because I like that movie more than you. I don't love it, and I definitely don't think it's comparable that's actually to a this tough one. for me. Because, hmm, I think because there's like an earnestness to Avatar: The Way of Water, I might give it like a like the point over it. Top Gun Maverick's point though is that it's a lot shorter no <laughs> oh. <laughs> which i i do think matters a lot like it is one of those it like right now when i'm sitting here being like what would i rather watch it might be top gun maverick just because it's shorter mm. but i think like on a spiritual level <laughs> um it might be way of water yeah i think i'm gonna go with way of water um i think it's better than top gun maverick all right um which was a movie I just didn't care for. We got him. Um, and so, but like, I mean, what did I watch recently? Watch Wendell and Wild. I like that more than Avatar. Okay. The, the Henry Selleck stop motion yeah. movie. What else came out this year? You know, I actually have my list. I, I'm going to share it soon because I'm, I'm almost caught up. I did catch up with Wendell and Wild, by the way, and it's fantastic. Everyone massively undersold that yeah, movie. Yeah, people were fucking wrong about that one. Yeah, that that's a... Uh, nope, The Fablemans. Yeah, like, nope, Fablemans like those a lot more. Crimes of the Future. I haven't, you know what? I still haven't seen it. That, that'll, that might be a, a watch soon. Although, like I said... I was so, like, Avatar really bummed me out where it kind of, like, I was on, like, a high after the Fablemans that I've been, like, watching a lot of movies, and uh, Avatar kind of, like, that was, like, the end of it. Like, that was, like, that sobering up moment. And I'm like, I'm gonna take a break from movies for a little bit. Did you ever see Turning Red? I uh, know, you told me to. Yeah, telling you again right fucking now. Watch it. <laughs> you think I'll like it more than Avatar? Yes. Alright. Might make you angrier. But you'll like it more. Because they don't bring up 9-11. <laughs> yeah. They hit the fucking Pentagon. They hit the fucking Pentagon. <laughs> uh, like, I think someone said, like, home tree in the first Avatar. It's like Navi 9-11. <laughs> hey, they seem to bounce and... back better than we did. <laughs> oh, you know what? I also, I saw a part of Black Adam. Have you seen Decision to Leave yet? <laughs> Uh, no, no, I want to see it though. Yeah, Is it streaming. Movie. It's on movie now. Okay, yeah. I'll watch it. Yeah, because um, the uh, Glass Onion, which you and I both liked, yeah. and no one's super fucking weird about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna piss a lot of people off by saying I did like that more than Avatar. Uh, I, I, I didn't, but like, I don't. Mm. People are fucking just strange about that movie in general, yeah. and that filmmaker, frankly. Which means he's tapping into something. Mm. <laughs> so, is there like Catholic guilt, but for film Twitter? Maybe. Because it's like they enjoyed a Star Wars movie and now they don't know what to do. Because, <laughs> like, if you're Catholic, if you enjoy... Have you have any pleasure in life? Like, yeah. going to hell? So. Yeah, that's why Daredevil's such a fucking fascinating character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he hates himself constantly, yeah. but he's like, can't stop fucking. 
I respect that. Uh, yeah, maybe that's why people don't like the the Knives Out stuff. I will say, I think I know what my New Year's resolution is. Deleting Twitter? No, to delete my letterbox. <laughs> oh, okay. I use it to log too much stuff. I think. I so, think. Well, like, that's. I think what I'm just gonna do is I'm just gonna delete it and then I'm just gonna log movies and just kind of mm. be like, okay, here's what I saw, and then I'm I'm not gonna follow anyone. Oh, that's pretty smart. But, um, hey, uh, Fableman still might be best movie of the year. Yeah, Fableman's and Nope are neck and neck for me. For sure, like I, I don't, I don't really care which one ends up number one or number two. Like those are the number one for me. Like, have you seen those are just uh, outstanding? Have you seen Bones and all? Not yet, but I heard it described as uh, Luca's Near Dark, and I was like, well, gotta watch it. Um, yeah, it's a little bit like that. Although, like, I my joke. Do you know what it's about? Y- yeah, to the title, it's cannibalism. Yeah, so I, I kind of said, finally, a movie that. Deglamorizes the lives of cannibals. <laughs> you know, like near dark is kind of like deglamorizing the vampire thing. Yeah. Like, so yes. It's like, oh, it's not sexy. It's gross yeah. and like depressing. Yeah, you know, cannibalism isn't that sexy. <laughs> Army Hammer. Um, but <laughs> that's why he made that after that movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it was one of those where like I watched it was very well made, but like it wasn't for me. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, not not my cup of tea, but I could see someone really like it. Another director that people are just they just are mad at because he mm-hmm. made Suspiria. Yeah, and it's like, hey, with James Cameron, at least people generally like the people worth listening to are at least mad because it's like, hey, maybe there's some weird like cultural appropriation and indigenous feelings yeah. being stolen here. That, I don't even want to say. Uh, maybe we should focus on yeah. frankly. I don't even want to say Luca remade Suspiria. He basically just made a movie called Suspiria. You know? Yeah. He kind of took, like, the framework of it, and he's like, this is a totally different thing. Yeah. It's it's like a... Which is how you should remake stuff, frankly, because you already have that original version. I think because there was an initial wave when that movie came out where people are like, this is better than the original Suspiria. You remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. Like yeah. people are kind of like, well, that's just how so many people talk about movies in general now. Like, it's the best X movie since X, Y, or Z. Yeah. It's the best since the original. You know, so my joke about Avatar, too, is it's the best Avatar since the original. Yeah, hey. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what you fucking people sound like all the time. I had people fucking tell me Scream 2022 was the best one since the original. That's psychotic. Yeah, like, no, I'm everyone needs help. If you like Scream, the new Scream, like, fine. Like, I'm not going to really get that angry about it. But, I will. Like, I know you will. <laughs> you I took that one a lot harder than I did. Like, I, I did. I didn't That's, like that uh... movie, but I also, like, I wasn't like, fuck this. But, no, it's it's like my enemy now. Uh, to the point where, like, I do hate it. it I, like, it's just it's because... It's soiled for me. Because Wes Craven has unfortunately passed, it's very easy for me to just be like, oh, shit, hit my head. Um... Oh, you good? I'm no, no, fine. I'm fine. Okay. Um, it's very easy for me to just be like, well, that's a com- that's just a different thing, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, this is what Scream 2 would have been had Wes Craven not done it, right? Yeah. So I can kind of just go like, okay, it's just a slasher movie. I don't care. Like, it's over, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't really think there was a way there was going to be a good Scream 5, in my opinion. But... Uh, for if it's just a slasher movie, it's like okay, whatever. 
but hey. Uh, I'm kind of hoping I have that reaction to the next one because I, I probably will end up watching it unless I hear it's like monumentally stupid or something like just just do a good slasher. I don't give a fuck about the sanctity or the legacy or whatever. Just fucking just, just fucking kill people in New York City yeah. in, in the film in, in the film <laughs> in the fictional film. <laughs> Hey, they got to stop the... funding the, all their libraries to stop the crime wave that's happening in the safest fucking territory <laughs> in the United States. I know. I just thought about this right now. That fucking piece of shit mayor is going to have a fucking field day. Yeah. We got ghost faces running around <laughs> our subway system. So maybe that's what the movie should be about. Maybe there is no ghost face killer and it's just people panicking. Hey, hey don't give away my ideas. Right. <laughs> no, um... <laughs> You know what, though? I gotta say, fucking, it was so disgusting being in New York that, like, you can tell they've, like, upped the police presence in that city. Because there's just... That's disgusting. There's cops on, like, literally every block, and all they're doing is directing traffic. Like, they're not even doing anything. So. Good job, Eric Adams, or whatever the fuck your name is. His name's not important. Adamant. Um... (laughs) Uh, last thing, and then we'll, I'll finally let you go. Um, so, Avatar 2, 3, and Part of 4 were filmed back-to-back. James Cameron has gone on record saying, we are going to get to Earth in one of the sequels. Now, 2 and 3 were filmed completely back-to-back because of the kids' ages. The, this has also been stated and declared. Part of 4 has only been filmed. Then there is supposed to be a six-year time jump. Mm. The amount of time it takes for the humans to get to Pandora in canon is six years. I think we're going to Earth in part four. And I know you don't really care, but I thought that was interesting. Well, that, and I, 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 I think I'm correct. I do think that is interesting. I mean, what is it? At the, like, There's a lot of ways that could go. Right, because mm-hmm. um, again, like he says, we're gonna get to Earth at some point, and that could that honestly, that quote could mean anything. Um, it could just mean like we're gonna see what Earth looks like, mm-hmm. which whatever. Um, I, uh, uh, did I lose you? No, no, I'm, I'm thinking hard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's uh. It, it there's a lot of ways that storyline could go. Um, I'm assuming it's gonna be Jake Sully is like we have to go to Earth to save Earth for some reason, right? Mm. Like that's just the, I'm just assuming that I don't know. Do you think that would it, it would be something along? That I level? think that's exactly what's gonna yeah. happen. So then it's like oh we got the seed bearer, whoever the fuck that is. I think it's Kiri. And, and then he's like, uh, and then the seed bearer is like, okay, where are all the pipelines at? And then it's like, what the fuck on earth? <laughs> like, okay, let's go and do something to the pipelines. Um, and then they're going to plant a tree on earth. It would be my guess. Yeah, I, I think eventually they, they will bring Awa to earth. Yeah. Because if, if Awa is not like a true deity, like in the way of Thor or like... God is in, in Catholicism, right? It was like the planet, like you mentioned, which I think is a, a fascinating idea that I can't even pin that down yet. Then you know, then you're, you're, you're. It's, it's an AWA propaganda narrative. Then, mm. 
And no, no, I'm joking. No, but no, like, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. Because uh, in the first film, Jake is like, there's no green there anymore mm-hmm. on Earth. Like, it's all just all fucked up and it's all cluttered. And, you know, hey, I can't relate to that at all. But, <laughs> uh, uh, like, that does seem like an arc of the film and kind of leads more into interesting territory than just good versus bad, which is, I think, your big criticism yeah, of but this I, stuff. But I am too. a little nervous about the type of narrative where it's like, okay, they're coming to save us, right? So mm-hmm. it's like a really, yeah, because that's it's that might be a little uh, yeah shallow as well. Well, no, but it's also a little bit like what do people think America's doing when we invade countries half the time? Mm-hmm. Like, we, like we always say we're going to help them, and we're not. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, it, it could go a lot of ways. Um, be interesting if it was literally like we're bringing our way to the thing, and then it's like. Okay, what if always like actually like kind of like evil though, and it's like this was always plan all along. <laughs> it's like Darth Sidious, it's like a planet eater, like. Oh my god! It's like Hellstar, whatever the fuck, like. <laughs> Don't that's fucking horrifying. Yeah. Hey, could be the Hellstar is like evil Pandora. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, there is. This is the last thing, last theory. What is the I'll bring up, All right, but... so. Always the god, right? Awa. Awa. Yes. Awa. Sorry. Awa mm. is, I think, a Lord of the Rings god. <laughs> um, uh, Yahweh, as I believe, god in, in Judaism. Um, yeah, yeah. Yahweh, right? I believe, is the original name of the Abrahamic god. Mm. Uh, which you know, there's. I think that changes multiple times. But uh, yeah, what's the planet called? Pandora. No, but like, what do they call it? Huh. <laughs> Did I just do I think they just call it Pandora. Slightly more world thinking than I think they just call it Pandora. But I don't know, maybe they don't need to worry about the name of the I mean it's like world. Japan isn't Japan, you know that, right? Like hmm? Japan has a completely different name. What? <laughs> isn't it like it's like Nihon or something like that? Is it? I I took Japanese in high school, but I I failed it. So Alright, hold on. Japan name yeah nihon or nippon mm. um oh maybe it's like that yeah which i, I think maybe the planet is just awa and you're correct but i don't i don't know uh again i'm not smart enough to say like because it's like what does that translate to and it says it translates to japan but i'm like i don't know what that means i'm not good enough <laughs> with languages so but there are like you know that's actually something I've I've wondered a lot because like we're we're, in, we're having this discussion right now about uh, like Confederate statues and shit like that, and it's like Mount Rushmore is like literally built on like a sacred indigenous people's mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like I was thinking like all these st- like all our states are like New York, like they're all named after like Virginia, which is like, like the Virgin Land and st- shit like that. Like, is there any push to, like, start naming certain ge- geographical places, like, to name them before what they were called before that was colonized? I feel like I could get behind that. Yeah. Think about I, Africa, I could... too. Africa has a lot of that, where it's, like, a lot of the, mm-hmm. the official names of places are what, like, European empires called them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, shouldn't we change those names? Yeah. Well, like, uh, 
Yucatan in Mexico. You know what that means? <laughs> I don't understand. Oh. Yeah. yeah all right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it is not actually called that, or was not actually called mm. that until the Spaniards came over. Wow. And once you hear that, it's like, oh, we we're fucking living in the most fucked up world yeah. ever. I mean, think about how long it was, like, kind of just fine to just call indigenous people Indians. Yeah. Like, and it's like, which is like, wait. <laughs> literally just being like, why are they called that? Well, it's like, because Columbus was a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. and it's like, we didn't think to change it once we knew he was wrong. And it's like, not really. Like, mm-hmm. which is just insane. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I. I feel like I would, I would be like, I feel like people would be fine with that one. I mean, conservatives won't because they're angry about everything, but yeah, like yeah. that's one of those ones where I'm like, why don't we start changing the names of shit back to what they were? Mm-hmm. And then we could also like, I think that would be better for history than to just have like 17, like have 17 Georgetowns in the fucking, <laughs> fucking East Coast or whatever, or Lafayette named after Lafayette, the Frenchman who fought with us during the revolution. Oh, I thought it was after the character in True Blood. Hey! <laughs> True Blood reference, anybody? Remember that anybody show? Still remember that show? I do remember that show. Any good? It was very saucy. <laughs> <laughs> it was very saucy for a couple of years. All right. A lot, of, a lot of blood and sex. Remember when people were like, like the advertising for it was like, the vampires have come out of the coffin. Like, come out of the closet. Yeah. That was, we were still, because... Gay marriage still wasn't legal in 50 states, mm-hmm. which it seems like that's going to be like a now like five year period of American history. Um, but uh, yeah, remember when that was like a thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, vampirism. It's just like homosexuality. That's a good yep, metaphor. Yep. Hey, when Alan Ball was in charge of it, though, it was pretty like creatively exciting. Okay, I, yeah. I, I think that's a talented dude. Yeah. Yeah. Although he did write. American Beauty, so I don't know. I mean, there's okay stuff in American Beauty surrounded by shit. Like, yeah, they should have picked maybe one story to do. Hey, maybe maybe not everything you do in life is a winner. That's fine. How old was he when he wrote American Beauty? Though that is an important question. Let me see. And I have it on good authority that he he is a quite stand-up creative yeah. and good collaborator. So that's you know yeah. that's better than anything really. Yeah. Uh, let's see, 65. Yeah, like what? How does that happen? Anyways, um, <laughs> Alan Ball. Your work does not reflect your quality as a person. Yeah, I think I brought up a Chinatown a couple times. I'm like, I rewatched it recently, like for the first time this year, and like a long time. And I was like, fucking God, what a fucking movie, and what a piece of shit person who made it. Um, okay, Alan Ball is 65 right now. He's probably like. In his early 30s when he wrote American Beauty, probably younger, if it took a while to get made. It kind of has to be under 25 for me to be okay with that. Okay. (laughs) That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. All right. And then he sold it when he was that young, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Shit. Shit happens. Um, Anyway. Anyway. The way uh, of water. Alan Ball is not an avatar. Yeah. The way, way of water. The way of water. You gave it three and a half stars on Letterboxd, right? Yeah, and I, I, I um, gave two very, uh, very uh, mean one-sentence reviews. Okay. I gave it the full five stars. I said, we same never do shit, this. just longer. 
I'd, I'd say we average to about a million stars then, for this excellent movie. Then my, the one I posted last night, I just wrote, it insists upon itself. No. <laughs> a lot of Family Guy references in my life lately. Because we're, we're, we're at the mark where we're finally nostalgic for it. Oh, maybe. We, we've hit that. And we're also kind of like, remember Old Family Guy? That was funny. Yeah. And it, I mean, it kind of was. Yeah, you know, fucking teenagers on the internet, it was fucking mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even a teenager when I started yeah, watching the, the clips the like on YouTube. The arc of like, how quickly Family Guy went from being liked to hated was fairly quick. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it was the South Park episode that kind of did it. That was bad. genuinely clever. Which <laughs> <laughs> is now just how we write Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Which is uh, not how James Cameron seems to be writing these Avatar sequels, no. at least, though, with his team. I actually at the very least, I, I hope you find comfort in that. Yeah, hey. Movie's fine. Um, the Way of Water. <laughs> um, <laughs> every time you say that quote about the Way of the, wa- way, way of the Water, um, the Way of Water, like, I kind of, like, roll my eyes a little bit, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's very silly. It's silly. I, I'm amazed it works on me. In, in a way that's, like, not, like, that engaging. It's one of those things where, like, you hear that sentence, and then I'm like, yeah, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, yeah, mm-hmm. water connects things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, I, I just, I'm trying to figure out for myself why this one connected with me so much more emotionally. And I'm not going to have an answer as we wrap up in these final moments of this podcast, because um, we've been going on for like 12 hours. But like, I, I just keep thinking back to the first one. I'm like, I like the ideas of this. And I do like that movie a lot. But again, I don't connect to it like emotionally. You know, I'm, I'm really there for like, watching the pretty colors and stuff and like i'm cool without the action in that movie even and i think it's great action but like and th- this is the one where like you know i'm thinking back to when they say i see you i'm like oh that's such a beautiful saying like what the meaning behind it and stuff like that and then this one when jake finally tells his kid like i see you son like he accepts his failures and his his hopes and dreams and like his potential i'm like fuck it like why does that work here for me and i don't i don't know yet but I don't know. I'm going to watch it like a dozen more times in my lifetime easily. So maybe I'll figure it out. I might give it another shot when the third one's coming out. Yeah, do it like I did with Halloween Kills. Mm -hmm. And maybe you'll finish yours. (laughs) Halloween Kills, good movie. No. Uh. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But Halloween Ends is. so. All right. Do I like Halloween Ends more than Way of Water? (laughs) If you do, I'm not even going to be mad. That's amazing. Um. I might. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I like that movie a lot. That's in my top 15 of the year. Yeah. And well, everyone I... just unfollowed me on Twitter. <laughs> that was... Uh, it, it, it's, it was, it's one of those ones where I admire it more than maybe I enjoy the execution, you know? But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, engaging movie. I probably feel about equal. Actually, you know what? Not in my top 15. It's been a very good year for me. It actually has. Probably. It actually has been a pretty good year, unless you're a psychopath. But, yeah. um, actually, no, it's been a dog shit year for movies. The Batman, dog shit. <laughs> Everything Everywhere All at Once, dog shit. X, dog shit. The Northman, dog shit. 
uh, Elvis. Uh, most people like that. Pearl. Dog shit. <laughs> uh, these are just movies I've seen people be very angry about. Um, oh, here's a good one. Morbius. More, oh, well. <laughs> I saw that on TikTok. They compressed it down into a single minute, and it's the only way I'll ever watch that movie. It's probably the best way. This is the way it was intended. Yeah. Although I will shout out my buddies over at that... 90 spider-man show podcast they sat down to watch it for their patreon they just uploaded it to the public the recording they did on the morbius movie there's no way that movie's more entertaining than that podcast so go give them a listen there you go yeah um matt thanks for joining me is it weird i don't, that, I don't know like, the way of water is like so much about whales and like the whale came out the same weekend Darren Aronofsky saw what the movie was about, and he was like, yeah, I could probably whip See, that's that out that's what would have made months. the movie great. The whale should have been voiced by Brendan Fraser. Aww. It's not like a mean comment. I just wanted Brendan Fraser. No, no, I know. I, I like I like Brendan Fraser's, like, comeback. Yeah. I'm, like, excited. It's really, it. I'm, like, people, I'm, I, I think it's sweet. Yeah, I think the whale is not going to totally be that. No, no, I... Uh, go with God, everyone who watches that. Yeah. <laughs> go with Awa. I'm gonna start saying that now. I say it with the same reverence. Yeah, it seems uh, like the the reviews I'm looking at right now. It's like half star, two stars, one half star. Like the only positive one is from Dan Doherty. <laughs> I'll always have Noah and the wrestler yeah. Darren Aronofsky. How like long those. is the whale? Um, at two hours. Gonna be a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Good luck with that one. I might one, go though. see it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like up in the air about it. I I I need to see Aronofsky only when he fucking swings wildly, and this one doesn't look like a wild swing. This one looks like Requiem for a Dream levels of depressing, and I I don't need that yeah. from him. I don't think he's he's got a handle on that emotional side of that. I could go to the movies sometime this week and see the whale and Babylon and then never watch a movie ever again for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, cause you'll be on such a high. Yes. You don't want to, it's ruin never going to get better than this. Yeah. I, I, I still kind of like Damien Chazelle. Yeah. You made that movie once. <laughs> you made first man. Yeah. I like that one. That movie. I do. I still like La La Land. Just, just, you know, in the aftermath of West Side Story, it's like, hmm, <laughs> probably didn't need that. We should have known something was wrong with Damien Chazelle when his protagonist in Whiplash goes to see a revival screening of Rafifi. Like, no one does that. <laughs> like, we do that, but we're weird. <laughs> he probably does that. Yeah, and that's he why probably he, does he that. He wrote that. But... Yeah. No, no normal person does that. Mm. Only very sick people do that. <laughs> Let me just cancel my ticket for Rafifi real quick. <laughs> real bold move to cast Ryan Gosling as Neil Armstrong and then destroy all charisma. <laughs> Aww. All right. Matt, that's it. That's I, it for I, the way I of water. I like way of water more than first man. There we go. So there's one. Me too. Um, 
All right. Uh, do you want to plug anything? Because I know we're in a, like a weird spot with social media. Right uh, yeah, I'm like kind of on Twitter, but not really, so don't bother. Um, mm. I'm occasionally posting on Tumblr. I think I'm gonna start. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to like scale things back a little bit, so like I might not really be anywhere in the near future except for the uh, Waffle Press Discord. Um, yeah, I might just. I might just bully Diego into giving me my own corner of that Discord. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. And then I'll you can have one. post my thoughts and pick up yeah. people. Do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not... Uh, nowhere Nowhere really important. Um, do we want to mention what's coming up? Do we Do we officially decide on it? Well, I, I thought we were going into the, the retrospective we've been talking about... Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, so that's for sure. We're doing that one? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Failed Award Contender Season 2. Yeah, it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Alien Covenant. Your time is now. We're not doing Alien Covenant. All right. We already did Alien Covenant. I know, but we should look back. It's been, it's going to be six years in May, yeah. March. No, May. Yeah. Fuck. There was a moment, oh I will say this, there was a moment when I was watching Way of Water where I hated it as much as I hate Alien Covenant. That's absurd. So, but thankfully, Way of Water improved in a way, just that, like Alien in a way Covenant that Alien does. Covenant never could. Well, because it, it starts on a high and it just keeps going. Yeah, down. <laughs> no, no. It's, it does Great start film. on a high. What's his name dies like three seconds into that movie. Yeah, that's pretty. Great. So that's that is a high. I will not disagree. Uh, actually, it opens up with the conversation between David and Guy Pierce. Okay, so, so. It, so it actually does start very low. No, that might be the best scene in the Possibly movie. Possibly the most boring character ever committed to cinema. All right. Anyways, um, I'll give He's one a away. robot. David should be in the Avatar No, movies. he shouldn't. Keep that fucker as far away as fucking humanly possible. All right, here's the one, one movie I'll give away that we're going to talk about. You ready? We're talking about Mank. Mank. I won't say when. Yeah, we we haven't picked an order yet. No, I've just been I, – I put numbers next to them, and then the, my phone did the thing where it was like, oh, you, you want to organize it numerically? And I was like, well, I just wanted to keep track of how many we're doing, <laughs> but I guess so. <laughs> um, Mank is currently number eight. I do not know if it will stay there. Yeah. We'll <laughs> might be the first one. It might be the last one. Yeah. Um, we should start with a bad movie. So I think I know which one. <laughs> do you uh... – Oh, there's one. There's, I was like, which one? And then it just popped out yeah, at me. Yeah, there's one that like is undeniably bad. <laughs> Some people tried to reclaim it. Who are these people? Uh, I I I can't I can't quite get there with all of them. <clears throat> but go with Awa. Uh, may the way of water guide you it, to the truth right, of cinema. I, just one last thing. When you like say like the Avatar like Pandora shit, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like I'm appropriating someone's culture. Like it doesn't it, feel good to say. Look, look. The truth is, it's just it's just fucking weird. And if you're not on board with it, I really can't like disagree with that mm-hmm. notion at all. I'm not even trying <laughs> to make like a moral statement. I'm just like no, 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 no. I, I, you know, I get, I get it. Like it just feels strange. It, it's very weird. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, th- I'm not trying to cop out for myself. 
I genuinely, you know, I'm not an authority on this, and I, I, I don't know <laughs> if someone comes at me and says like, "Hey, you should reconsider, like, talking like fictional characters because it's like there, there's so many signifiers to just like straight up cultural appropriation in these, right? That if someone like asked me to like refrain from doing so, I'm gonna listen. Oh, hey, shout out to the uh, country of New Zealand. Um which gave a tax rebate of up to 25%, possibly 40% to Avatar The Way of Water. So thanks for paying for this, New Zealanders. Thank you. That's the country all the billionaires are fleeing to, by the way. <laughs> so. Um, well, they need to find Awa, too. Yeah. They're trying to. They think they think funding this movie through tax dollars, but they're probably also cheating on is their way to do mm. it. Uh, mm. They would get Giovanni to be an old man makeup in uh, Avatar, whatever the fuck. No, I don't think he needs to be an old man makeup. He'll just be old. Well, it's been be, thirteen years. Yeah, but it'll be like it's all right. So he had to take six years back, and then six years for the soldiers to get there again, and then six years again. That's a good amount of time. Maybe he doesn't pop up until Avatar 4. He looks like Guy Pierce in uh, Prometheus. God, that makes him so fucking bad. I like that movie now. I, I have no excuse for whatever that was. It's weird. Unlike Avatar Way of Water, which is a great movie. Matt, thanks for joining me. Uh, happy New Year. I guess we'll, we'll talk soon. Everyone else, will. Yes. you'll hear us talk soon. And, uh, yeah. And enjoy the movies. I don't really have a, a sign-off for the yeah, end of the year. Yeah, you already saw but, uh, this fucking thing. Um, you probably didn't like anything I had to say about it. Uh, so go fuck yourselves. <laughs> uh, goodbye, Jonathan Demi. Goodbye. I see you. Foster. I see you. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>